The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, hang on a second. Why is that not playing? Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Is the computer up? Is the, is the fader up? Let's, let's just try that again. Because I'm supposed to be coming in with some... Um, uh, no, what, what, what on earth is going on? Well, that's the smooth start out of the window. Hang on a minute. I've got to get it right because I think Chaz is listening. Here we go. Here we go. Pretend that never happened. Goodbye, Joe. We gotta go. We all mine. afternoon guys because my afternoon was spent with Chaz Hodges from Chaz and Dave chatting to him for an hour and then um, he played a few songs and I had my ukulele there and I said well thanks for the interview Chaz that was lovely yeah I thought we were going to have a knees up we're going to go and play a song on the uke and I played a song we're going to play the interview with Chaz um, next week we're going to spread it over two nights because it it, it it was about an hour and it was all of it was gold and then the stories he was telling me afterwards about being at Eric Clapton's wedding and get get this Matt up uh, the Matt Haig is here by the way or author and um, generally nice guy and um, member of the Twitterati is that a thing the Twitterati oh, um, he was um, so <laughs> Chaz was at um, Eric Clapton's wedding I don't know which one. And, um, the, the, obviously there were lots of musicians there. And at one stage, uh, up on stage, jamming, was Chaz on piano, Ringo Starr on drums, George Harrison on guitar, and Paul McCartney on bass. Wow. Chaz was the John Lennon of the Beatles at Eric Clapton's <laughs> wedding. How nuts is that? 
So we're going to play that next week. And I, I promise you, a lot of times we get guests on and people go, well, I don't know if I want to listen to them. And, and some of you are probably thinking that about Chaz. Trust me, it is brilliant. We talk about Joe Meek, about Gene Vincent, about Jerry Lee Lewis, about being a pop star, um, about him having cancer. And it, it's just a brilliant, brilliant chat. But that is next week. And you'll also get to hear me... Um, Singing with jazz. Which will be a treat for everyone. That was sarcasm, Catherine, and that was unnecessary. <laughs> Matt Haig is here. Good evening, Matt. I am here. Hello. I'm going to invite you closer to the microphone. Oh, yeah, sorry. There we go. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah. You're, you, I'm, I'm somewhere in Surrey. Yes. <laughs> um, now, Matt Haig, uh, um, uh, author? I am, yeah. Um, man? Yeah, mostly. I, I'm, I'm seeing if I can get three out of three. Um, uh, lots of my listeners will know you because, of course, um, uh, reasons to stay alive. Mm-hmm. But the new book, and boy, oh boy, as, uh, it's always a relief when a guest comes in and their new product is good. <laughs> Otherwise, it's an embarrassing. I've done that before. I've interviewed someone. And I'm thinking, that new album really is... Uh, a stinker is an album. It's a, it's a, that's a collection of songs <laughs> yeah. you've put together. Gosh, how lo- you know you've got to be tactful. But the new book, um, "How to Stop Time," yes, it is. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I loved it. And I, you sent you very kindly sent me and Kath copies ages ago. And well, I owed Kath a copy. Can well, I, she can I, can I she kind of co-wrote it with you. She, that's what yeah, she's saying. Yeah, her name is in the book now, in the acknowledgement. In fact, I'm going to take a picture and um, boast about it. <laughs> yeah. What the hell did she do? What? what? Oh, well, she's 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 fluent in French, and she's um, she. I, I'm not so fluent in French. I did French A level, but I got D in French A level. But oh. did you live in France? Yeah, I did French uh, degree, and I lived in Paris for six months. Okay. So but I, I also ha- I had some help from Katia, our uh, Belgian. Oh, husband. hang on a second. So I've got to have a look for... You know that I got someone who spoke French to have a quick look over it, but I was Believe largely me. correct. Yeah, I'm so going to take all the praise anyway. I, I owe it all to Kath, basically. Yes. My, my, my bilingual novel. I did. I've read the book I've read the book once thoroughly, and I've skimmed through it again. I couldn't find any of the passages that I sent you, Matt. <laughs> I, wondered, I wondered what the thinking... What the reasoning was behind that? Is it because mine was an early press I, copy? I, I just d- didn't want you stealing my thunder. I, um, you, you very kindly sent it to us early, and... I, and, and um, I was aware that I was very quiet online about it for a long time, just because I had such a pile of books that I needed to read, because we had guests coming in who wanted to talk about them. So, um, don't take my silence as a... <laughs> Judgment. <laughs> yes, this is a collection of words. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, and, I, and I read it, I read it, um, I think uh, maybe a few days before it got released to the general public. Man alive, it's good. It's a great, it's a brilliant, brilliant story that just we- weaves... I- I'm always caught about talking about books because i don't want to give away anything so i you know spoiler alert free zone here give us the basic premise for those hovering over amazon okay it is about a um old man and when i say old unfeasibly old he is 439 years old which is pretty old and um he he doesn't look that age though because he's got a condition called anageria where you age incredibly slowly so for every i don't know 15 years of real time he's aging like one biological year so he is aging he's going to get really old he's not like an immortal sexy vampire or anything that's stuck <laughs> at one he, he is going to get older but he's um he's currently looking around about 40 ish yeah about my kind of age i suppose and he's a um history teacher in london uh, who is history basically and he's trying to work out how to live because obviously 
he's fallen in love before, but they were, had a normal lifespan, and he he's gone on for centuries without them. And it's about you know him trying to work out how to live in the present moment. And it's it's um it's it's painfully funny in places. I mean, the, I love the bits with Shakespeare in. It's just it was just I, d- delicious. I felt naughty. You know, like you, you get these creative writing courses. I just knew that any creative writing course tutor would say, "Do not put William Shakespeare <laughs> in your book." Don't have William Shakespeare speaking actual words in your book, but I, I, I partly for that reason because I thought it was a bit of a naughty thing to do. But I, yeah, I, it was, it was, it was fun. I, I treated it like the great thing with fiction is it's just not just escapism to read; it's escapism to write. So when I was writing it, yeah, I was using it as my little fantasy time machine of where I want to go. And if I went back to Elizabethan London, first thing I'd want to do is go and get a glimpse of Shakespeare. Yeah, of course go meet the guy and so i did it you did via my how does it how does it um um it's also very moving you know there is it's funny it's clever it's uh it's moving it's a good old-fashioned romp as well you know um how do you how do you come up with this is going to be one of those questions you get on um on swap shop or something how do you come up with your ideas (laughs) but i'm gonna just say it how do you come up with an idea like that? Is it is it a dream? Uh, are you what are you out walking the dog? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd written a book called The Humans a few years ago. Yeah, that was about an alien coming to Earth, and that so that was my book of space. And while I was writing a book of space, I thought it'd be nice to have a book of time. Yeah, I, I think that was the idea. And um, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I think you know, I, I, I've come on here before and talked about mental health stuff. I think a lot of that came in. Yeah, you know, the idea of someone having a condition that no one else can see. Um, and it, it's just, I get bored when I'm, I, I'm writing reality. Like yeah. for about three years now, I've been trying to write a really realistic novel. Yeah. It's about this agoraphobic and it's the day that they leave the house and they have a good, good afternoon out of the house. And every, you know, I get three chapters in and then it suddenly becomes like an alien invasion or something. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I you get, can't, you can't do I feel like, well, no. Vanilla. Like, what, cause the point, you know, you can go anywhere with fiction. That's the idea. And, and so I was thinking, ah, and I also think it's getting harder to write about reality. Cause there's so many, you know, every time, I don't know, a certain American president tweets, uh, reality sort of melts a bit. So I think, yeah. Isn't, isn't the world nuts at the moment? I, I mean, properly, I was, I, I, I've kind of got this theory that, that, that significant parts of the world are, particularly Britain, are suffering post-traumatic stress because of Brexit, yeah. because of Trump, because of the terrorism, and because of that weird general election where everything kind of fell apart. Yes. It's a really stressful, <laughs> strange time. And then... Where the losers won and the winners lost. Something yeah. like <laughs> that. And just, just when you think Trump can't get any yeah. more nuts... He hires someone for 10 days who says that a member of Trump's team can suck his own dick. And you're thinking, mm. what? And then he comes out and says, oh, yeah, the White House is a real dump. That's why I'm playing golf all the... Yes. What's going on? And, and yet, it's I sincerely believe he thinks... He thinks all the other news and criticism, that's all fake. He yeah. genuinely believes his reality, which changes second by second. You know, and, uh, what, what that guy, Scaramucci? Scaramucci, yes. Fandango. <laughs> He, he, I missed that guy. He was, yeah, he, he was, was good. He was great. But I mean, you know, like what was that? Like eight days or something? Yeah. But yeah. 
But in those eight days, he got a job, lost a job, had a baby, lost his wife. I mean, he, yes. he's married. I mean, he, he'd missed the birth of his child. To take this job. <laughs> to take this job. <laughs> so it's so, like... Dad, if you were to write that, people would Dad, say that. Why weren't you at my birth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well there was this week. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's a crazy week. It was uh, he was he was something <laughs> something else. But uh, hey, listen, it, it, it'll all end in a nuclear war, so you it's know, fine. this period will pass. Exactly, uh, cockroaches will be fine. Matt, we have a phone. People can call in, and I don't know if they've called in to speak to you to no, abuse me or whatever. You've got some headphones there okay. somewhere. If you put those on, if you follow that cable round, there'll be a little dial oh, that I, will. Let, I've messed with it a bit, but it, so it doesn't blast your head off. Let's no, go okay. to um, let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Hello, Ian. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Mark. What have you got for us this evening? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if you remember, but I rang John Gaunt on, um, uh, the other day to say that mm. I, I enjoyed both, both your shows. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Right. So, yes. anyway, John said... John oh, said, I, well, don't, I don't, I don't, Mark, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want even want to mention his name on my show. That man is, I, is I, I, an I abusive... Name. Well, I don't, I don't... Well, a certain person no, said... Yes. A certain person said, well, um, we'll see what happens when he's, um... Uh, 15 drunks ring up and yes. that, but your, yes. your radar figures come out, I think it's more than 15 drunks, was it it's, not? It's 59,000 59, people are listening to us this very second, Mark, which is why I don't want to give a very bitter bra onanist uh, um, any publicity <laughs> whatsoever. On, yeah, whatsoever, but thanks very much for your call. Um, no, they weren't there to speak to you. 0344 <laughs> Alan! Hi, Sam! Sorry? Hi, Ian. Yeah, for goodness sake, this is not... Yeah. Alan, what question have you got for author Matt Haig? Oh, I was going to say, what inspired you to be a writer? Oh, what inspired you to be a writer? That's a good question. Um, yeah, that's a really good question, Alan, thank you. I'm, all kinds of things inspired me to be a writer. Um, when I was recovering from an illness in my 20s, I, um, writing was a great help for me and i wrote a lot and it helped calm my mind can you um myself can you still can you still believe that you sometimes go this is my job this is my job is i'm writing books for a living uh, i sometimes uh, get that doing this you know that my yeah. job is to come in and mess around for three hours on the air with kath and talk nonsense i get paid and it feeds my children yeah there's occasional moments where you know because most of the time it's just your life isn't it like, yeah and you'll know that and you don't think about it but then there's occasional moments where you think about it like recently i went to the town of newark on trent where i grew up and i did an event in the town hall and so i was seeing people i hadn't seen for 20 years yeah. i'd been to school oh. it was like a facebook page come to life wow. it was a bit bit scary but also strangely nice as well and, and i saw my old english teacher as well and she was like you know, she must she, have been over the moon yeah and and also because i wrote that book reasons to stay alive um at events you'll sometimes um I, i'll be like i don't know signing my autograph being self-indulgent looking down and then look up and they'll be crying or something and it's and you don't realize that you can write something and, I, and you found it when you wrote that blog didn't you but yeah. uh, you, you you write something and you um you, you don't you, they're strangers to yeah. you but yeah. you, you somehow um We've done something that them. meant a lot to them yeah, yeah. and it, it's a kind of tricky thing to absorb but it's a lovely thing mm. but um yeah i don't know no i'm i i don't i don't always uh i don't always appreciate it i don't think um it's it's funny you mention that connection because um we and kath have been doing a few live shows um and um you go out and we, we always say afterwards look if you want to stick around and have a picture or whatever we, we, of course we'll do that if you can put money in our pocket we'll come and shake your hands um and the number of people 
that come up and say, you know, the show is really special because of this, or it helps me with this, or my... You know, the, the, the connection that I think you have with your writers, and I think that some people, you know, we have with our listeners, we forget that... Um, I'm, I'm a radio fan, so I kind of have relationships with people on the radio when I'm at home or when I'm feeling low or whenever. Um, and we forget that the work that we do, it does have an impact on people. And particularly your books, particularly, I mean, the Reasons to Stay Alive book is, um, you know, is heralded by voices around the world. How many languages is that in now? Um... 41. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. We just got Latvian. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. You got that Latvian market. Got, I've always wanted a Latvian. That's, I mean, that's an amazing achievement, isn't it? It's not in Icelandic yet. Apparently, Iceland, if you get Icelandic, Bastard. that's, that's you've really done it. Um, did, did you tweet you're going to do a sequel to it? You are doing a sequel. Oh, well, I, you, kind of. I'm doing another book vaguely about mental health, but it'll be less personal, right. less about me. It's more about how the world's just making us mad. Yeah. And how, what, what you were saying, basically, about how there's various things that are um, causing us stress about, mm. about our society because i think we're very good at talking about physical health and about how i don't know if you've got asthma for fitted carpets or central heating might make it worse and air pollution things like that and diet and stuff but i think we're bad at looking at, we always think mental health is just down to the person who's got it yes whereas yes. i think there's a, a broader social look at mental health as well um there's that terrible story in the news today but uh, that um judge there's a young lady did you hear this story mm. There's a young lady who's 17 who is, um, she's, I can't remember the exact details of it, but she is being held securely because she's a very high suicide risk right. and the hospital can't keep her any longer legally and they uh, are saying if we let her go, she will quite probably kill herself within the next 48 hours oh and there are there is nowhere for her to go and this judge has come out today and said that uh, we are britain we are one of the richest countries in the world and um we could potentially have blood on our hands if this young lady is released without the care that she needs to mm. protect her life and it is that thing you know you, the theresa may talks about well we're going to take mental health seriously and we're going to do this when we were doing local radio the number of times we heard stories about someone's kid was self-harming and the nearest bed that they could get was 300 oh. miles away. Or oh, a police station. A police, get locked Kids up. being held in a police station. Because there was nowhere for them to go. And it yeah. just thinks, just makes you, th I mean, yes, it's great that people talk about it and your book helped and yeah. Stephen Fry talking about it. And, all. Uh, you know, it feels we can talk about it a bit more. Yeah. There's only so much talking can achieve. There's only so much talking can achieve. And, yeah, and... Yeah, it, it's a, a thing that politicians love to talk about. They get brownie points, they get karma points. It makes them look good. Um, it, it's a very, it shows that they're sort of forward thinking and yeah. stuff. But yeah, it needs, it needs as much money as physical healthcare does. I mean, I, my big thing, the sort of drum I bang is that this line we have between physical health and mental health is a bit of a, fuzzy one anyway, because, um, well, for one thing, your brain is a physical thing. You yeah. know, it's dependent on blood and the rest of you. And there's a lot of research now that, you know, we, we don't really just think with our brains. Our brains interact so much with our bodies. Yeah. Like, you know, we've got a nervous system in our gut and um, we're, we're sort of thinking bodies in a way. So this line we've got between physical health and mental health, which a line I think causes a lot of stigma. Um, because, because, for instance, like a 50-something bloke will, will happily go to the doctor about arthritis pain yeah. or chest pain or um 
cost. Obviously, there's some more embarrassing physical things, but your average physical thing, they won't um, be so likely to go and say, oh, I've just been having feelings of despair. Yeah, you, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because they'll just think that's a total judgment on them as a person. Yeah. And there are still people that make that joke. I mean, you particularly, I know you're, we'll talk about Twitter in a bit, but Twitter's just full of assholes, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, Well, really? I think what it is, I think, the, <laughs> I think it brings out everyone's inner arsehole, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I, I think, you know, if we've got a slight arseholiness to it. Yeah, yeah. Put us I, on Twitter and I, it'll I, unleash. We've got, uh, Tom's called in. Good evening, Tom. Yeah, hi. Hello, Tom, you're on the How air. Are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. What have you got for us, Tom? Um, I just wanted to talk really about the mind and body connection. Oh, there we go. Look, perfect timing. Yes. What, what is your observation, Tom? Um, turn, know, Tom, 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 do this Tom, 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 turn your radio, turn your radio off because it's going to confuse everybody. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. There it is. You see, this is the delay in the background. All right. There we okay. go, Tom. Go on. Um, and I feel personally that there is very much a, a connection between the mind and the body. Whatever the mind is thinking, uh, the body will react to. And and I also think that the um, what you're actually thinking yes. uh, can have a massive effect on every single little cell in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've read, read quite a lot about it, but I actually feel it myself, so what you're actually thinking and not just what you're thinking about yourself but what you're thinking about other people as I, well i know what i'm thinking about you right now yeah i know <laughs> I, t- yeah, I know yeah so, what, yeah, so how know, does i'm gonna explain this how does how are you how does this manifest itself in your in your day-to-day living then tom i'm a psychotherapist oh here we go okay right so what you think about others yes is if you can imagine really electricity and um what it actually does yes. and how it, it manifests itself what? in society and how, what it looks like. How electricity it, manifests itself yeah, in society, you yes. you can't see it. You can't see electricity? No, exactly, yeah. What? But, um, no, I'm talking about thoughts. Can you see thoughts? You've still got your radio on. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Tom. Thanks for calling. Um, it's late night radio. You can't, though, can you? You can't see thoughts. You can't see thoughts. Unless can you're a you? cartoon and then you get a bubble. Oh, yeah, that's mm. true. Can you see thoughts? I'm confused now. Can you see thoughts or not? No, you can't. You can't. That's, that's, you can't. Uh, Sometimes you can read them on my face. He, here's yes, the thing. They, they come out on the face. <laughs> or, or, Actually, they're in your finger. No, <laughs> <laughs> they've done research, you know, to people who've had Botox. Oh, yeah. And, um,. People who've, who've had Botox injections, this is very deadly serious, Ian. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. They, um, they find it impossible to read the expressions on other people's faces. No. The people who've had Botox can't read other people's yeah. faces. The act of us frowning yeah. helps us under, understand other people frowning. So we, this is about how, the, how thinking is a physical process. I'm going to give you Tom's number. You can discuss <laughs> this. <laughs> This, this, this is all hard science. This, yeah, this is this is, is ve- this is. Um, <laughs> do you get? Can I ask? This is a question that might sound a bit odd and a bit blunt. Do you get bored talking about the depression? God, yes. Yeah, because because uh, I I I know I do sometimes, yes. and I have a, a tiny tiny fraction of of the attention that you get for yeah. it. Yeah, no, which is why I didn't. Uh, which is why I waited for ages. I mean, uh, that's why I wrote How to Stop Time. But also, I, I've been writing these kids' books about Father Christmas and stuff because I didn't want to be. The depressive guy. No, and name dropping now, but I was in touch with um, Stephen Fry, who obviously has spoken a lot about 
depression. And he he really said you don't want to become yeah Mr. Depression because yeah. he had it. I mean, obviously he he's a Renaissance man himself who does loads of stuff, but he um he had that year where he did that documentary and he was just sort of primarily known for for that for bipolar and um yeah i i i had a real problem dealing with it and but then i thought well my whole argument is to be totally shameless about it yeah and in a weird way talking about it casually sometimes makes me feel better you know talking about it as if it is arthritis or, yeah yeah you know um it's obviously horrible and it's a life-threatening thing and all of that but um i don't know i'm in two minds about it basically in i i i certainly don't want to only ever talk about that yeah yeah um you live in brighton how's that because <laughs> brighton strikes me as a weird well place to live yeah. um too busy i've, it's I've too got busy. a friend who, who doesn't live in brighton but he said this about brighton he said brighton is like the house party where the parents have gone away and everyone's having an amazing time but you kind of at some point need the parents to come back yeah yeah and just tell everyone off yeah and sort it out and pick up the litter and just <laughs> you know <laughs> stop smoking the funny stuff yeah and yeah. just you know um no but bright brighton's great brighton's friendly i think you can judge a place by its drivers right okay. and everyone lets you out on the road you know it, you know there's yeah. no there's not really road rage in brighton it's i tell you why there's no road rage in brighton it's because the parking is so bloody expensive there if you try and park in the town in brighton oh yeah you can't park in brighton it's more expensive than london it's no. incredible you have to go to like hove or lewis or somewhere to park <laughs> <laughs> walking from lewis <laughs> yeah a 10 mile trek to the beach um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand we'll have a little break uh, this is uh, uh talk radio we're joined by matt haig at Matt Haig, H A I G one on Twitter. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Someone, th- someone, someone, let's let's go and bombard the other Matt Haig with. Uh, who is he anyway? Who is that he's loser? <laughs> Forklift truck, truck driver. You, you, you try saying that five times. <laughs> <in a row. laughs> I can't and, speak. And, and you've not been drinking for the last know, few weeks. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Oh three four four. 499-1000 is the phone number. Matt Haig uh, joins us. His new book, How to Stop Time, is, um, uh, well, it's, it's brilliant, it's funny, there's a, there's a rollicking adventure, there's a love story in it, and, um, it, it, it's, it's a cracking read. Um, well, you've, t- you've tweeted about the possibility of it becoming a movie, haven't you? You've mm-hmm. tweeted the, n- the name... Benedict you've, t- you've tweeted that name, haven't you? So that's not an... Ex- that's, we're not revealing any secrets. How does that work with books, then? Someone buys the rights to it, but may make a film or may not make a film. Is that...? Yeah. I mean, they have to... So a lot of these companies buy more books than they'll make into movies. But yeah. in this case, he's attached to play... So we've got the actor. Yeah. And it is Benedict Cumberbatch, so it's obviously um, a sort of hot property kind of actor. And um, yeah, I think I think they've got writers and directors, and they're picking and choosing and working out finances and things like Isn't that. Isn't that funny? That's it, incredible. It's, it's exciting, but obviously, I, I'm a natural born pessimist. Yeah, so, of course. And I think it keeps you a bit sane if you you know you don't think about red carpets and stuff. But yeah. you just. Um, yeah, no, I've I've been in this situation before, but never with the actor. Right. You know, and they've gone public, and there's a lot of buzz about it. And, um, yeah, and the book's doing well. So I think, I, I, I you know, I, if I, 
it's more likely than anything else that I've done. And, and, and um, the joy of this, quite often if I'm reading a book, and I, we, I like to make up my own face of the person, but, but Cumberbatch fits the character yeah. perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. And he was... It sounds really unlikely now, but I did actually have his image in mind, because there's very few people who um, could get... A, who, very sort of few 40-something... 40-ish males, British, who could legitimately look like they've got centuries' worth of yeah. intensity. But he's quite intense, isn't it? And mysterious. Yeah. He's like the Mona Lisa of actors, so you never really know what's going on. Yeah. All of that. Oh, I hope that happens. That Because it will yeah. make a great movie. It will make a wonderful movie. It's got everything you need. Oh, thanks, Ian. Um, yeah, I hope so. Um, it, it, the book's doing really well. It's, um, it, in, in what, it's selling bucket loads, I would imagine. It's, yes, I mean, compared to my previous book, it's doing a lot better. What's nice is the tour, because I'm doing this tour, it's nearly over now, but I've been doing it, and actually to have people at the events, because that's not a guarantee when you're a writer, and certainly when you're starting out, like I can remember, like, ten years ago, doing an event for, like, two people. One of those people was just sitting down because she had rheumatoid arthritis, so... You know, she wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> she was did, just resting did, her legs. Did she buy a book at the end of it? No. Oh, no! <laughs> oh. It's honestly better in that case to have zero people because yeah. then you don't have to do the event. Yeah. If you've got, if you've got two people, you're having to do that. And well, it must be good but doing... Now, but now, now, um, I'm not exactly filling me though too, but I'm, I'm you know, I've done, it's been mainly sold out all the bookshops yeah. and stuff. So it's been nice to know there's people... Who are going to actually listen? And to lovely them. pictures of thrilled fans on Twitter. You know, just it, and it's it's great just seeing because I've got two kids, so seven and five, and um, books are so important in our house. And my youngest is, or my sorry, my eldest. For Christmas, I bought him the Secret Seven box set. He's read that and he's now devouring the the Famous Five. And it started off with me reading them to him. And then I wasn't reading it fast enough, so he's he's reading them all on his yeah. own now. And I, they're I amazing. Him, are they still the Famous Five? Yeah. I know sort of Ian Blyton's a bit controversial in some ways, but Famous Five, their pacing and everything, yeah. it's oh, so it's modern. Yeah. You know, because you think reading a book, well, they're like 70 years old now or something. Yeah. They're just, yeah, they're so fast. They're cracking. Cracking adventures. I- adventures of kids. Is that is that, that exciting? kids actually thing? like to read. You know, yeah. It's not like, you know, some books you, you, you want your children to yeah. read. But no, kids actually, you know, once they start reading. Oh, he's you know. devouring it. And I'll get home, you know, I'll That's get up nice. in the morning and he'll say, well, I'm half, I'm on page, he's, he's really into the pages. Mm-hmm. I'm on page 138 and yesterday, um, this, ha- and he, tell, he tells yeah. me, I tell you what I bought him as well. I bought him one of those um, choose your own adventure books. Oh, right. Do you remember those? those. Mm-hmm. I love them. They're all about to be relaunched. The ones where you, you know, do you go west, go to page 76? Do you go east, go to page 92? Or do you but cheat you... and just check out where it's going to end But they could be really dark, couldn't yeah. they? Because if you went the wrong way, Dead. everyone was eaten <laughs> by wolves in the forest or something. Yeah. But books, but books in our house are really important, and we've got loads of books, and we've always bought books, and we've always, you know, if we, we, go, if we go into town, we'll go into Waterstones, and yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll choose books, and we're lucky enough we can afford them, and they, we've, they've always been members of um uh, 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 of libraries but th- there is this kind of um uh, what's the point i'm getting to lots of people say that books are dead you know books are boring books yeah. are old-fashioned books are dead and i and, and t- so to see your pictures this is it i knew there was i was getting to something to see the pictures of the people at your events smiling and excited and happy to meet an author i think it's heartwarming that the, the, yeah. the, the, there's still kind of you know that buzz about a book 
Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, social media helps it now because like, authors can interact with readers, and uh, you know, there's all sorts of things wrong with Twitter, obviously. But I think I think it authors like ten, twenty years ago were seeing the mess of ivory towers as a separate species, and yeah. it's now it's back to sort of like round the campfire storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 one thing I'm really against, and I always bang on about it, and I know the publishing industry a lot about this is that i'm really against this whole sort of class system of books mm. i think there's a real sort of high middle and low idea yeah. about books and it's a new thing you know you go back uh, you know over a hundred years and you had oh, i suppose dickens is the classic example i mean dickens was a total populist yeah you know he wrote <clears throat> pot boilers with you know sentimentality and he, he milked stuff and they were published in magazines before there were books uh, yeah, at the same time, some of the most intelligent works of the 19th century were by Charles Dickens, and people wanted to read them. But now we have this idea that if a book's serious, no one wants to read it, or, or if a book but everyone wants to read, then there can't be any worth to it. And yeah. I think that's just, it's just a sort of snobbery thing. And I, 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 I try and ignore that totally. I forget I'm even writing a thing called a novel and just think of it as a story. You're just telling a story, basically. Yeah. I love, there's um, a thing you've been tweeting a bit, and then I realise it was part of the book, that um, poem about... I love it when you turn pages oh, on yeah. the side and the words that like skyscrapers. I'm misquoting it terribly. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. Well, a, a lot of my... I, that was a, basically a chapter of a book that just started as a tweet. Right. Uh, yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, the whole book, actually. I did a tweet, which was how to stop time, kiss, ha- how to... Of course, cover yes. time, And it went a bit viral. And so... And some I people think it might be the first ever novel adapted from a tweet. There you go, you see. Get you that. don't need to read the novel, just read the tweet. It's a lot quicker. <laughs> that tweet was doing the rounds and, and without your name on it for a lot of the time yes. as well. That, it became a... It became a th- yes. Well, it's on cushions and plates now as well, isn't it? It's got a life of its own. <laughs> yeah. I saw... Well, who did I see the other day? Julian Lennon. To treat it. I think it's just a, you become a meme, don't you? Yeah, and then, yeah. then, then, so you can't really say, "Hey, hey, that's mine, that's mine." <laughs> oh, you have to let it go. Lennon. You just let it go out into the world. Come on, Lennon, give me that back. <laughs> Come on. Um, you got a degree recently. Yeah, very hard work that was. Well, d- 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking. It, how does that work? They just you get a letter saying, "Here, Matt, look, can we offer you a degree? Do you uh, yeah. will you come and accept it?" Well, Kingston University, I've done, I've done some events with them. They, they've got a thing called The Big Read, and they chose my book, where they give uh, a book out to all the freshers at the university, and they oh, chose wow. my one. They've done Nick Hornby the year before. They did The Humans. Brilliant. My, my book this year. Last year. And, um, yeah, every year they give one person an honorary doctorate, and this year it was me. So, technically, I'm Dr. Matt Hague now. So. Does that mean they own you? <laughs> <laughs> Are you on call? <laughs> yeah. No, it, uh, they, apparently, if it's an honorary doctorate, you're not really meant to call yourself doctor. Oh, come it's on. Not gonna stop, it's not going to stop me. <laughs> if it's, you know, it's a plane, someone says, is there a doctor on this plane? I say, yes. Well, technically. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You'll get that on a credit card, won't you? You'll <laughs> get the doctor on a credit card. Oh, right? Restaurant reservations. Yes. Apparently, it does work with that. And you gave a lovely speech. Do you enjoy doing oh, things like that? Are you, 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 I don't know. If it's, um, yeah, I don't actually no I don't, I don't mind this i like chatting to you but when you're standing at a lectern and you're um sudden and you're wearing ridiculous clothes Did you have the other gowns down, and the cap? I, it wasn't even a cap it wasn't even a mortarboard like everyone else that's like a barry isn't bonnet. it yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just i don't know i look like a plonker from my like, 16th century and literally <laughs> just arrived there and then yeah so I, I took my bonnet off yes at the lectern but then yeah i get into 
that's always been one of my fears my anxiety because anxiety is perhaps a bigger thing for me than depression i just get yeah. nervous about everything <clears throat> and like when i was at university i can remember i was having to do an art history presentation it was only like for 12 people yeah. but i spent months worrying about it and i've still got a little bit of that so um but no it was fine i deep breathed and i and i did a speech and people clapped and it was nice and my mum and dad were there and i i even though i have technically graduated from university i never went to my graduation right so they never had the photo oh, so, so now they've got a mighty photo of their son in his bonnet they must be that, that being a doctor to one side but they must be so proud of you what you've achieved um yeah, I mean, there's little moments, you know, they, you know, when uh, their friends phone them because they saw me in the paper. Like, yeah, they are, but uh, they, they, I think they do everyone's head in about <laughs> it. My sister, particularly. Oh God, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do that. They do that. But um, yeah, I love them dearly, and I love them being proud of me. But yeah, I think to like their neighbours and friends, it's just like, oh, you know, they'll come round with, they, they, they'll invite someone to tea, and they'll just literally have press cuttings on the sofa <laughs> <laughs> oh we've got a random cut out here's a video of it matt was on tv this morning here's a video of it you might have missed it but. <laughs> oh that's lovely listen we need to take another quick break and then we'll have a few more minutes matt Hake is here this is talk radio late night conversation wealth losing sleep over the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk We've got another few minutes with Matt Haig. Um, the new book, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet it all at uh, about 15 minutes where you can get um, How to Stop Time. And uh, I thoroughly... Re I thor well, it's, uh, it's hard to kind of do... to, to recommend all the books because here are my, here are my um, top five in no particular order. Matt Haig books, The Humans, <laughs> which it turns out I misunderstood. I thought it was about mental illness, but it's actually about an alien. It is about it. Uh, <laughs> I was being too clever. Um, how to Stop Time, uh, Reasons to Stay Alive, and um both of the christmas books oh. which which here's here's the, where your genius lies you've you've written two books that are, have now become certainly in my household and i'm sure households around the, the country a christmas tradition is is get out one of one or two of those books which is an amazing achievement to to do oh. to write a t two timeless christmas books that that fit perfectly in the run up to christmas uh that's nice um yeah, I, I, I'll take that compliment. There's a compliment. There's no, yes. no question there. It's no, it's no, you <laughs> I'll know. nod my head, yes. You also it's made me attempt to finish accent, right? <laughs> and I started it, and it was one of those things where the kids would not let me drop it. It was like, well, you're not doing his oh, voice anymore. It, no, I'm not. It's really hard. And also, what's good about those books is, because I would read it, I have the two boys in bed, and I'd sit at the edge of the bed, and, um, you know, you, sometimes, you, sometimes you're reading, and you just want to get it over with so that they fall asleep, and you can go and have a cup of coffee or, or watch telly <laughs> or something. And the problem with those Christmas books is yeah. they've got really... Really, really good drawings in so you're trying to flick through the pages and read it and they go yeah, uh, is, there is there a picture <laughs> yes. is there a yeah. yeah yeah that's the that's the, the where the elves live okay right is there a picture on, there's no picture on this page is it good yes that and you've got a yeah, constant yeah, 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 so yeah. please stop putting They're pictures yeah in no books. well yeah there's about 80 in them i think 80 yeah guy called chris mild is very good we've done a third but it's gonna be the final oh okay yeah. Do, do, do we know that do you father know the christmas and me oh fantastic oh. it's told by amelia the girl and it's out uh, yeah 
I think they're doing a bit earlier this year, so October. Oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. But, but proper um, Christmas tradition now in the house is, is to get nice. out get out of Matt Haig and have a little <laughs> read with it. And it's wonderful, wonderful to have done that. You've 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 invaded our Christmases, which is fantastic. Okay. I'm the slade of the literary <laughs> slade. Bloody <laughs> <a> holder. <laughs> well, there's something in that. Um, so I thoroughly recommend going and having a look at uh, uh, um, uh, all of those. Matt Haig, H-A-I-G. And we'll, we'll, I'll tweet links and all of that kind of stuff. Um, you are on Twitter a lot. You are quite outspoken <laughs> on tri- Twitter a lot. You um, libtard, um, social yeah. justice warrior cuck. Um, we should we should do our own Twitter rehab group. We, we should do. <laughs> um, I, 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 I even even I wince when I say the word libtard. I just find oh, it, no, it's just such a just... horrific word. We had a brilliant. There's a brilliant American writer Rex Hupke who writes for a Chicago newspaper, and we got him on to talk about just how horrendous that word is because of where it cut the, the yeah. derivation of it. You know, it's a horrible word that it's yeah. It's and it, it, but, it, but that's I think that's why they do it, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just so they can. Oh, you're politically correct. So yeah. No. Actually, but, that's a really nasty word to bandy yeah, yeah. around. It's just, yeah, it's just horrible. I feel like there's a real... I know everyone says it, and you feel like a geriatric saying it, but it's, it's just like schoolyard bullying yeah. sort of yeah. environment, isn't it? Primarily from nameless people or, or people with giant maps behind them in, yeah. in their mum's bedroom. Or frogs. Or frogs. Frogs, flags and guns. Frogs. Yeah, they're the signals. <laughs> they're the signals. <laughs> hey, guys, it's just free speech. I don't like blacks or Muslims. Okay, well, yeah, no, that's right. Racism. Oh, there you go. You've called me a racist. Well, because you're being a racist, that's why. Do you never think, though... I should just shut up on Twitter. Quite often I think that about myself. I should just I'm sure shut up. It, Quite yeah. often you tweet that, which is kind of... I, I'm looking for all the button that allows you to mute yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, too much. I, I think I must be so annoying. I, I would have unfollowed me, definitely. And people probably have, but people will have told you that they've... All right, I'm unfollowing you. Well, thanks a lot. It's like, but then I think, well, you know, it's sort of... I don't know. I mean, again, two minds, but I think... I, I I think in a weird way Twitter mm. keeps me sane and even even when there's a little bit of trouble on Twitter yeah I think I'm someone who who kind of likes a little bit of external chaos just to cope with internal chaos so, okay yeah, that's I'm interesting getting a bit deep here but I think um, yeah well like I used to live in a house in New York and um, it flooded and just before it flooded I was starting to feel a bit depressed and weird and then when it flooded everyone says oh you must be so stressed your house is flooded and actually i felt better you had something to focus on i had something to focus on my sort of caveman brain was like how it was meant to be well also something that had a practical solution i had a practical solution yes because you had a problem and you know lost a bit of money and everything and lost the value of a house but in a weird way i I was stressed but Mm -hmm. normal but you could fix it yeah Yeah, not ill stressed Mm -hmm. so um and i think twitter sometimes like that i i actually I think I deliberately, you know when you're going to say, if if you've got a, a blue tick, they automatically put you high up on the responses. So if you respond to Donald Trump, you know you're going to get a thousand people yeah. on your timeline who are, you know, <coughs> rednecks for once of, of a better word, and just, you know, utterly going for you. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I find that strangely calming. That's my meditation. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Because I, I go through periods, like now I'm, I'm, I'm arguing with an idiot, and I'm kind of trying to stop because... Cause I think when it's just one person, though, yeah. and it's continual and ongoing, then it gets a bit heavy. 
But I've I've had a few brushes mm. with Paul Joseph Watson. A few oh, yes. minor minor brushes. Me you and know? you both, yes. And and, and I and I th- 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 I kind of I saw r- Nigel Farage the other day. Um trying to get Paul Joseph Watson to I don't know, one million YouTube and I thought, Oh my oh, goodness. Really? This is real end times. But um yeah. And, I, uh, he's just for those who don't know, he's just a dweeb in his bedroom yeah. who, who 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 says um, provocative things that he probably only half believes, just to... Well, he, the, the, the racism, casual racism to one side, the, the, the one that got me was the video about depression isn't oh, real. Totally, just no. nonsense. But, but I've had a couple of kind of run-ins with him. That, one of them, I, I enjoyed it, and I, it, was, it was great he, sport. He, he, he owes me a million dollars. He, go yes, on, he this is brilliant, <laughs> go on, tell us. Well, there's another uh, rude word called Milo. Who, um, I miss that guy. <laughs> who, um, yeah, another provocateur, as he would self-style himself, yeah. who uh, wrote a book. And um, he got dropped by his publisher, and then he published it himself. And then I'd said a comment about Milo's book deal, and Paul Joseph Watson said to me, well, I bet you, and to all his um, troll army, um, I bet, one million dollars. It's always dollars with him. Yeah, it's English. always dollars. He's, he's born in Sheffield. Yeah, he's from Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does all American spellings as well. He yeah. takes for you out of words to be American. Oh, um, yeah, one million dollars that Milo's book will outsell yours. Well, the bookseller, the trade magazine for the book industry, reported two weeks ago that Milo's book in the UK total sales were 159 copies. Yeah. And even in America, it's only like 18,000 or something. It wasn't the millions they were expecting. You've done a bit better than that, have so you? So I've done a little bit better. <laughs> and <laughs> he's still got his tweet up saying he'll pay me a million dollars. So I, I'm not really expecting a million dollars. Take him to court. <laughs> He'd take you to court for that. Take him to court, man. I don't think there's much of a case just because we haven't <laughs> specified w- which currency. Uh, you know, it could be, there's lots of dollars out there. It could be, <laughs> Cowboy Monopoly it's, dollars. It's, it's, Twitter's a strange <laughs> old world. And I, I, I know some, some good things happen. We've made yes. contact through Twitter and I've met other people through Twitter. But I, 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 I personally, I think the bad outweighs the good. Yeah. I really do. I've, uh, yeah, I think so. I, but I do think it's a little bit... You can find... There are enough good people on it. Yeah. If you were very disciplined, Ian, and I'm not, no. so I'm <laughs> t- totally not the person to give you advice. I'm worse than you at finding the wrong people. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think if we, we managed to just really focus on good people, yeah. then we could just be about all right. But y- it takes a lot of blocking and muting. You had a thing where people sending you dick pics. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's okay. just, just... I think it's worse for women in I some think ways. so. That, that's the extra thing. So they will give you all the insults as well and then um, show you their... Or other people's private parts. I'm not convinced it was his willy, to be honest. I just, I, it's it's really things. weird why random strangers think... Their genitals are so interesting well, and stimulating. It's like baboons, isn't it? It's like baboons. <laughs> Have some of that. Yeah. Wow, that, that, that's convinced me of your argument. Thanks. You've not commented Good. on the pictures I've sent you point. of my willy. You've not said anything. I don't believe it's yours. Oh, yeah. It's a stunt. It's a stunt dick. Put a fifty p next to it. <laughs> um, uh, so, what are you? How, how does it work? Have you got a writing room at home? Have you got a study where you go in? <sighs> no. And, and, oh. Well, I, I, I got a house with a shed. Yeah. Because I thought oh. I'd be like Roald Dahl. Yeah. And go out every morning to my shed. 
didn't work. No. Sheds are horrible. <laughs> yeah, so horrible not, places. I know some men in sheds, isn't it? It's the thing, but no, I don't like sheds. Um, and also, I don't like anywhere where I go and think, right, this is me, this is my work time, because yeah. I can't... I try and pretend I'm not working when I'm working, and then it's better work. Right. Like you, you have fun on your show. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it feels like work, it becomes yeah. less good. And I think, yeah, for me, it was... Um, I just I just write on the sofa. I just have my laptop out. <laughs> Do you really? I have a Word document and then <gasps> Twitter. <laughs> and loose women on in the background. Yeah. So I write my nice, sedate, sort of philosophical... Like, I mean, I'm like, oh, Donald Trump is a... Yeah. Oh, I know what you write about. You, you don't like him. Listen, right. he won the election, Snowflake, didn't he? <laughs> He's he, out lo- he, lo- he lost the... He got less votes, though. I think he really struggles with that. Because actually, yeah. to understand their sort of college electoral college system it takes complexity yeah, like yeah. trump world it's like you win or you lose so mm-hmm, i think yeah. he's still got a massive issue there. um we got time for one more call let's yeah, go to right. uh, jerry evening jerry hello hey how you doing tonight jerry i'm all right thank you excellent stuff what have you, have you got about what we got to be a bit patient with jerry jerry's got parkinson's and some nights it's a little bit easier than others but got, you've got questions about the restoration <laughs> You've seen a woman from your local shop on Babe Station? Hang on a minute, mate. Where's we, 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 we've got an author. We've got one of Britain's leading authors, a doctor, no less. And you're talking about the woman from the spa working on Babe Station. Also, Jerry, don't you judge her. You're the one watching it. <laughs> Yes. Right. So what? What? what I don't know. What, I don't understand what your question is. What do you think you should pay her an extra one pound fifty every time you talk to her? It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Well, I'd, I suggest loosening your belt, Jerry. I think that. Might- <laughs> I think that might help. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> wow. Jerry, it really is, uh, that's a little bit fruity. <laughs> Bless Jerry. Um, yeah, well, there you go. Um, so One of those jobs isn't paying too well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, how much more of the book tour have you got? Are you, are, you, are you nearly done? I'm nearly done. I've got Edinburgh, um, St Andrews, and there's a place in Shropshire called you go out, Street. You go out on your own and do it? You, your family are at, at home, are they? Yeah, some of the times I drag them with me. That must um, be hard work. Yeah, and like, so I drag my eight and a nine-year-old to... Um, listen to me talk about mental health and stuff no it's it's been fine um most of the time it's me on my own yeah so a lot of hotel rooms lonely babe station no. <laughs> babe station and spa is the uh, is the place to the go netflix and chill is there um is there a, is there an audiobook of this yet how does it work with the uh, audio yeah there's a guy called mark meadows who's really good he's a under acknowledged voice actor but he's brilliant and yeah. he's done all three of my books with Canongate and does he do um does he do all the voices like, he, like does. Can he, do he does he does the voices <laughs> yeah he he <laughs> like he, he he goes up an octave when it's a female character does yeah. he really yeah we had the brilliant jim dale on we should get jim on again from the carry on films and he's a big yeah, star yeah, in america yeah, yeah. now and in stephen fry does the harry potter books over here but jim dale does the harry potter books audiobooks yeah 
in America. And he does this, he did this, does this wonderful little sort of rehearsed little bit he's got where he does all the different voices and he just plucks them out of thin air and you just think, God, blimey, I couldn't be bothered. I, I, I'm like you, I start, I start doing the voices. <laughs> Try and get out of it. And then I'm just, just, just do read it. I could, you know. And there's I, a little sleepy voice. Do the voice! <laughs> or also sometimes you, you start doing a voice and then you realise it's like a girl or something. Mm. It's a new character. Mm. And you, you turn the page and it's not the person you thought. Yeah, so you go, oh, it's, a, it's an absolute bloody night. <laughs> just write less voices in your books. <laughs> um, Matt, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming in. It's my favourite thing to do, Ian. Is and, it? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know, because I, I, feel, I feel like I'm... Well, bless you for that. Your long-lost brother. We are, we are brothers um, who have... What's the phrase? Brothers from, <laughs> from different mother. mothers. Another mother. That, <laughs> that's the... Uh, it's the, so straight. Thank you very much indeed. I'm, I'm trying to work on it. Uh, we love having you in. And, I, you know, I didn't ask you in because I knew that you were busy, but you have an open invitation any time you want to come in. The book is a joy. It's an absolute joy. And you know, dear listener, why, uh, we don't recommend stuff if it's pony. <laughs> we don't do that. Uh, it's How to Stop Time. And it is... Um, it's wonderful. I'm going to tweet all of the links in a bit and I'll tweet... Um, Matt's uh, Twitter feed as well. Thank you so much for coming in, Matt. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Kath. Thank you. You can give us a call now, dear listener. Normal service resumes. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Matt leaves the premises. He's escorted off the premises, just in case. He's got very deep pockets. Uh, normal service resumes, dear listener. 0344 499 This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home so if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Just keep moving on There's a world It's waiting to unfold A brand new tale No one has ever told We've journeyed far But you know it won't be long We're almost there We've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep There we go on. There we go So if you want 
just grab your hat, come travel like that's hobo style. Maybe tomorrow I'll find what I call home. Until tomorrow, you know I'm free to roam. But I'm on my hard drive. My hard drive with all my music is in my car. That's absolutely fine, do you want me guys. To get it? No, I do not because my car is full of crap right now. Because you know why? Um, my wife has been using the car because hers is knackered, and suddenly it's full of crap. Like there's kids' socks in there. What the hell are their kids' socks in my car? Yeah, that's right. Blame this, the kids. This must stop. This must stop. I could probably do a good Churchill. This must stop. That's not bad. I don't know what Churchill sounded like. Well, a bit. Like Churchill the dog, by your account. Oh, oh yes. Are there? <laughs> and, t- t- Churchill was was um, around before um, recordings were invented, wasn't he? No. Is there, is there a recording of Churchill? There are. There's quite a famous recording of Churchill. No, I think that's an actor. No, it's not. I think that's um, Robert Hardy, who died today. Didn't he play Churchill? We will fight them on the beaches, and we will peace in our time. There we go. There we go. I could be Churchill if I needed to. Got the stomach. Hey, who said that? <laughs> Shut your face. Good evening, dear listener. This is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. What a flipping day. Lovely Matt Haig. I've just tweeted the link to uh, the book, How to Stop Time. Uh, time. Thoroughly recommend it. It's a joy. Catherine's name is in it. Yeah. Which is not such a joy, but it's a little bit... The back page is, I think, I mean, he's worked very hard on all of it, but the back page is his moment of triumph, my moment of triumph. I'm going to go around to all the bookshops in the country and just cross it out. Um, (laughs) Is the uh, telephone... What am I... Now, um, what have I written down here? Oh, this is what I've written down here. I found out today that you're a B1TCH and a terrible PAR3NT. Why? Because you were telling me... Yeah. The, the the kids your kids' favourite toys. Yeah, you've got two of them. Well, at least so like a teddy, their favourite teddy. You've got at least two, maybe even three. There's two mousies, and there were two daisies. There were three daisies at one point. I lost. I mean, and fortunately there were three because now there's only one left because the other two have been lost. So what? So, so what, you just have a stash of them in a drawer when they were when... little babies. You know, there's always a, a toy that the baby likes more than the others yeah yeah yeah. or gets given more than the others to start with anyway ends up liking them and and being a little bit dependent on yes well in um my eldest case it was a Mm. little rabbit um, from uh next i think and it was only about i think it was probably about eight quid or something so when i realized that she was getting attached to this thing i bought two more right the reason being babies are disgusting and they spit on stuff and throw up on it and drop it off the side of the pram. And sometimes when the mum's just had a baby, she gets drunk. As if, if, my she ba- she would if my baby did that... Off women's head! That's what would happen. On the way home from my friend's house after my first outing, and yeah. she said, why don't we have a couple of Proseccos? And I came home, and I don't know yes. quite how... I, I couldn't walk in a straight line anyway. No. And when I came back, the first Daisy was lost. Prove it. Well, I can't prove it. It's gone. Prove it. I can't. Okay. Anyway, there were two more, right? So there's one, normally one for the wash or in case of emergency, one on the subs bench. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's quite a common practice, actually, to have a couple. Um, I, I mean, yeah, the closest I've come to doing that is when Benji One died. An actual rabbit. Possibly. And I don't, I've never confessed this on the radio. Possibly we didn't feed him enough. There is, I think there is a strong possibility that um, I misread the instructions and was not feeding Benji 
enough of what I like to call food. Oh. And uh, he, I may have, st- I may have, and this is this is why I struggle to go to sleep at night. I may have starved a rabbit to death. Although, yeah. No, don't, 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 don't. I know where you're going. Don't, don't say that. I think that's what happened. I think I starved a rabbit. Well, you to don't death. know what he was like before. You don't the, know whether he, he might have come to you poorly as well. The second say. one. No, I think I, I took him into the vet. The vet said, "This is the thinnest rabbit I've ever seen in my life." Oh I went, gosh! Oh, yeah. But the second rabbit that was um, natural. That was a natural death. That just died, and I'm glad it died because rabbits are really rubbish pets. They're I mean, boring. Just so boring and so dull and bitey and uh, just awful, awful pets. My I friend had um, rabbits that used to growl growlers your yeah. friend had growlers yeah 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 they used to like run around the garden and that when she let them out and then when you went to catch them they'd... george you're a fanny oh, some, some fanny somewhere lovely growlers in the back garden oh ian you're one of those moves tonight are you um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand i blame matt haig for this bringing up dick pics find me on boys Hey, Ian, <laughs> what's in this world, man? Nonsense. Get stuffed, you! <laughs> Unbelievable. Bonfire night! Okay. Oh, three, did four. Did bonfire night? Um, let's just have a listen. Bonfire night! Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Um, <laughs> oh, three, four, four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tickled me. <laughs> so, um, oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand um, is the um, telephone number. If you want to give um, me a call, you're more than welcome to. Every now and then, a rude word pops up on countdown. Todgers, erection, ass. There's been wankers, hasn't there? Or is that a joke? Is that is that a fake one? I'm not sure. Let's um, hang on a second. Let's go to uh, YouTube. I don't know if that was fake. Uh, I suspect Countdown are, are, are doing these as a stitch up. What? For publicity reasons. No, they can't. They can't do it as a stitch up. I think these are the Countdown version of when a celebrity's boob pops out. This, hang on a second. Also this, known this, as a nip slip. Hang on a second. Let's have a look at this. So this, this I'm seeing two different ones here. Let's try this. Let's try this one. Um, uh, Dave Dyer, our returning champion on 69 at the moment. Go. Tom Archer, yet to get off the mark. 69? It's a heck of a lot easier than sitting at wow. home than it is where Tom is right at this moment. All right, mate. He's got a full part to see if he can break his duck. Oh. Here's our next letters round. Dave, it's you to pick. Uh, Colson, please. Let's write these down. Thank you, Dave. W. W. And another. J. J. And a third. K. K. Yep. Vowel, please. A. A. And another vowel. E. Okay. And yep. another vowel. A. A. Yep. Consonants. Y. Well, because I want another one. consonant. A joke. R. R. And a final consonant. And a final. Oh, good. N. It's an N. Okay. Well, it's still. Uh, and here's the countdown. Now, do they, do they, are they going to say it? Tom, how many? Uh, six. And Dave? I've got a six. Okay, what's yours, Dave? <laughs> oh, grow up. We'll do it. Tom? I went for Awaken. Awaken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, here's another one. Um, the letters on the screen S R K D U A E W N. Now then, Gino. Seven. Seven again, and Lawrence. Seven. Seven. Let's say Lawrence is seven, please. Not sure if I dare say this one. Wankers. Oh! 
Apologies to anyone offended by that, but these are just words. Well, there's been another one. Rachel Riley is left blushing after spelling out orgasmed. At least she was just spelling it. On Channel 4's Countdown. (laughs) She giggled as lexicographer Susie Dent came up with the word, which host Nick Hewer called very satisfactory. Oh. Rachel 31. Oh has orgasmed on the show before and had plenty of other rude words and we've we've um, read some of those words out we hope you've got a lot of a lot of pleasure listening to those rude words paul's in buckinghamshire good evening paul are you talking about countdown hang on a second what the hell is this buckinghamshire nonsense <laughs> I, I do live in buckinghamshire yes i know but you're not paul from buckinghamshire you're paul in stoke poges Stoke in Buckingham. Yes, I know, but um, but you, you're using a su- pseudonym. I'm using a different mobile phone. Yes. Right. Okay. Type in Paul. No, in no, Stoke- no, not for a reason, so you don't answer me. I'm not doing it for a tricky reason. Don't well, worry. Well, okay, but I just want to know why the hell you are listed on this screen, and, and thank God it's been changed now, listed as Paul in Buckinghamshire. Do you notice, Cuff, because I never say the location of where people are from, yet for some reason I knew there was something not quite right. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. bent. There was something bent. Why did is... It say a, the, did you say the QPR fan as well? No. No. Um, why, uh, when something is a bit... Um, Oh, I've just worked it out. Why, why, when something is slightly illegal or wrong, we say it's bent, and I've worked it out. Go on, then. Well, it's crooked. Yes. Yeah. Am I right? Well done. You didn't know that until... You didn't know that until I said that. Gosh, you're making all kinds of assumptions tonight. What am I I'm thinking? I'm not bent or crooked. Sorry, I'm not talking to you, Paul. What am I thinking Sorry. right now? Okay. Uh, Paul! Yes, Paul, what have you got for us? You were talking about, uh, Countdown. They've cancelled Brexit. Yes. This is correct assumption. Okay, well, you know the countdown programme that that annoying Jimmy Carr does? I'll get him confused with Alan Carr or Jimmy. Is it Jimmy Carr? Yes. Why, when Paul phones up, do I want to um, jump in front of a tram? Because there's questions, questions, questions. (laughs) Just stop asking questions. Just tell us what you want to say. Because he does a thing on there where he does anagrams for words and gives a clue. Called Countdown, now I, yes. Now I, now I remember one. Now, the word is Sean's bum, and the clue for the word that you make out of Sean's bum, the letters from Sean's bum, yes. the clue is brightens up your day. What's the word? Sean's bum. You have to use all the letters from the phrase Sean's bum. Well, Sean's bum isn't a phrase, though. No, OK. It's just... They say, Sean's bum, use the letters... Please stop saying Sean's bum. Even a calf wants to jump in front of a tram now. The clue is, it brightens up your day. What is the word? I don't know. What is it? Sunbeams. Thanks very much for calling. Good one. Guys. 59,000. Now down to fifty-eight and a half thousand. <laughs> Just <laughs> for five minutes, it'll be back. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, oh god, it's Andre next. Flip it, Nick. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. 
Um, Tom, who called in about elect- remember electricity thoughts about an hour ago. Tom is f- uh, is listening and uh, following us on Twitter. VJ Hutter, thank you, Tom. Uh, always nice to get uh, new voices. By the way, by the way, by the way, um, if you uh, go to my what's wrong? Not there. What the what the heck? What do you mean it's not there? What the heck? Did I bring it in with me? No, I didn't bring it in. It's out there. I'm sure I carried it up, carried it up. I brought it up. It's out there, or maybe it's not. What was I saying before Catherine rudely interrupted uh, me? I don't remember, so we'll just go to Andre. Good evening, Andre. Hello. Um, some well, people, Andre. Uh, some. Good, some, good some... evening, Ian and, um, and Kath. It's really nice to talk to you in the undergrowth. All right, David Bellamy. How, how, you, how you doing? Some critics of this show, Andre, yes. have accused me of only having callers that are drunk. What, what, what like me? Because I've been on the side or in the garden. Oh, so it's true that all my callers are drunk? Well, no, not exactly. Oh. Not, not exactly, Ian and, and Kathy's. Well, well, you might have had a flu, because right. here under the growth, I can't really see much, because no. I've had a couple. Oh. You know, as you do when you're doing the gardening in the shed. Yes, okay. So, so the, basically, the accusation is correct that all of my oh. callers are drunk. No, I don't Hang think that's correct. Is that, I think that's the front in the boot. I would like, I would like to talk to them. Okay, well that's okay. That's possible. Uh, talk to whom? Anyone who says I'm drunk. Okay, um, Kyle probably thinks you're drunk, um, uh, David Bellamy. Kyle, you're through to David oh, Bellamy. Hello, oh, hi, David. How are you doing? Hello. Did you say hi, I was David. drunk? Hi, Kyle. Uh, uh, what, what was your name again? Uh, it's Kyle. You do sound like you've got a mouthful of beard. Kyle, I've, I've, to tell the truth, yeah, I've been down the shed and having a little brandy as I was working on, on my cutting. You, you, you were having a brandy in the shed? Pardon? What? You were having a brandy in the shed. Oh, sorry, but I, I, I know what you said then. You had a brandy and a... <laughs> sorry. Nah, not really. I was still working in the garden. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for calling, Dave. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for and calling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Um, Kyle, I do need to conduct a survey. There have been accusations that all of the callers to this show are drunk. That's certainly one there. Kyle, are you drunk or sober? Uh, I am still just about sober at the minute. Okay, so we've got one for the drunks and one for the sobers. It's 50-50 so far. Kyle, what have you got for us this evening? Well, I've got a genuine question, and oh. I don't want you to leap on me and mock me. Well, but this is absolutely genuine. Okay, anyway. I prefer genuine questions over those fake questions. Okay, it's right. Well, it's not. It's not to get a cheap laugh or anything. Right in the paper today. Yes, there was mention of an underboob, and I've seen mention of a side boob. Yep, side boob. Yes. I've no idea what it means. I'm I do know. No right. idea. I, okay, I know what a side boob means. I can work out what an under boob means. Right? It means uh, so a side boob is if I was a, a, a lady with a bust and I was wearing um, like a top. The um, okay, it didn't have a back to it. Okay, mm-hmm. and it uh, uh, so um, imagine like so. Right, so I've got trousers on. And then I've got a top, and it sort of comes up the front, and it ties up around my neck, okay? 
Mm-hmm. But my boobs are so big that you, if you were to stand to the side of me and look at me, you'd see the curvature of, you'd actually see boob, boobs sticking out of the side. That's a side boob. Okay, like a bit of flesh. Yeah, 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 but it's the actual, you can actually see the curvature of the boob. You can't see the dark side of the boob, but you can see mm. the curvature of the boob, okay? You can see boob. It's not, uh, it's, uh, I would imagine an under boob is you're wearing a top that's, um, so, uh, that, that, that covers the top of the breast, but the under, the, the, um, the, uh, underside of the lovely, um, breasticles are, um, exposed. Well, no, I've learned that. I did also like the fact you said uh, Dark Side of the Boob, which must be a great covers album, surely. Thank you very much indeed, Carl. Happy to help with stuff like that, guys. And for all those critics out there that say that my show is only rung, running, 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 rung into by drunks, well, so far this hour, hey, was it in the choir? What the hell was it doing in the choir? It shouldn't have been in the choir. What the hell? You didn't touch my car, did you? Oh, nuts. We'll do Periscope in a bit if you want to watch on Periscope. I was going to do it earlier on, but um, Matt needed um, to plug into uh, my computer, um, which is which is great because it means I've got all of his photos and all of his contacts, including Stephen Fry's now. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to um, text him and troll him and do that. Um, I got that right about side boobs and under boobs, didn't I? What bit? Ah, oh, don't matter. You won't hear. Are you talking about side boobs and under boobs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got v- very raunchy when you've um, since you've been gone. Boom, boom. And um, just to say, Catherine, the critics that say my my show is populated by drunk callers, only one of those two callers was drunk. And uh, that was David Bellamy, of course. So um, I will not stand for this nonsense. We'll, we'll, we'll get Periscope up and running in a little Anyway, bit. people in public houses should not throw um, stones. Punches is the, the, the thing. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can do What a lovely afternoon I had. Um, I got to see my good friend Paul Garner, um, uh, which is always a joy. And um, then um, spent an hour with with Chaz Hodges from Chaz and Dave, and it was brilliant. And and Paul and, Ka- and I met Paul's boy, who I've not seen for years, and suddenly he's a nine year old boy with skinny jeans and slick back hair. What? what the what the hell happened to you? You were a baby last time. Anyway, so um, and it was brilliant. And um, Chaz came in, tall fella, lost a lot of weight because of the cancer, but and, and his hair's coming back. Big tall man. And um, everyone else went right. All right, we're gonna we'll go and sit in the kitchen, enjoy yourselves, and that was it. And we were and it was me sat on the sofa with Chaz for an hour. I could have done longer, um, but I thought I, I should really bring this to an end for an hour, just chatting, chatting, chatting. And we can confirm, dear listener, that Anise up did indeed ensue. Oh God, it did. Let me play you another little bit that he did. Um, uh, he, he 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 had a banjo uh, banjo with him, five string banjo. Um, let me play you that, because that's a nice little, uh, little, sh- where is it? Oh, God, the computer's gone to, uh, computer's gone to, um, here we go, here we go, listen to this, there's only, only a few, listen to this. I said, have you got a banjo with you, Chaz? Go on, give us, give us a little tune. Uh, yeah, what are the Come on, come on. 
Yeah, it was great. That was my afternoon. Hanging out with him, hearing stories about Joe Meek, uh, about um, kipping on Gene Vincent's floor, um, about Don Arden, about... He was he was in Jerry Lee Lewis's backing band. And he's telling stories about playing with Jerry Lee. And I said, do you get to talk to him? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very approachable then, you know. And he was... He, he, he said he liked it, because he was getting all this stuff about marrying a 13-year-old and marrying his cousin. He said, if anyone came and asked him a musical question, he would talk to you for hours about music. He sat with Jerry Lee. That's and chatted about music and piano playing techniques and stuff like that. Incredible. And one of the, another story that we did, we're going to play out Monday and Tuesday. Probably going to split it over two shows because it's a great interview and it's, it's it's a bit over an hour and I don't want to lose any of it. But then we, we, afterwards I said, "All right, well, thanks for that. I should go." And they went, "Oh no, no, so have a cup of tea." And we had, so we having a cup of tea and some biscuits and stuff, and just chatting about Glen Campbell and about the show and about you know that Chaz wants to do a new album and talking to Paul about work and stuff. Um, and then he was talking about the, the, the Beatle. Paul was going, tell him that story about, um, Paul McCartney playing You Yellow Submarine. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, we're with the, I'm, I'm there in the room with Brian Epstein and John Lennon and, 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 uh, Paul McCartney and they've got this acetate of their new album and they put it on and, um, they're playing it and then it gets to Yellow Submarine and Paul McCartney's standing two feet away from me and he's looking at me, just staring at me, staring at me while this bloody Yellow Submarine's playing. And I don't know whether I'm supposed to nod as though this is the greatest thing ever or, or start laughing. So then I start staring at Paul McCartney and we're just staring at each other while Yellow Submarine is playing. What an amazing story. He was staring at Paul McCartney while an acetate of Yellow Submarine was playing because he didn't know if it was a joke or not. We didn't know if he was being stitched up. And presumably Mac was trying to work out yeah. how it's going to go down. Yeah. And he was, and he, and he just, I just, I was just staring at him because I didn't know if I was supposed to laugh at it or not. It was brilliant. It, honestly, it's such a lovely, lovely interview, and I, I, I really think you're going to enjoy it. Um, we talked about Lonnie Donegan and the Beatles, and oh, it was just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And um, what a thrill! I'm, we're so lucky in this job, Catherine, that um, we get to speak to these people. I mean, let like me say, you know, people think, oh, Chaz and Dave, yeah. L- a little bit rubbish. No, 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 not at all. The people, it was Eric Clapton's wedding. You know, the people that he's met, even if you don't like the music, which I do, I think, uh, I think at their best, there were moments in their career when the songs they wrote are uh, easily as good as Ray Davis's best songs in terms of summing up what it meant to be English at that particular time. I really believe that, you know. Um, and, 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 so even if you don't like their music, which is, uh, which is fine, just the people that he's worked with, the history, that he's touched is amazing. But also, amazing. They're brilliant musicians. Oh. If you don't like the music, you've got to appreciate the skill involved. Well, they were session musicians. They, you know, they, they 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 rocked up and they played and, and they know it's like you know I'm, I'm, you'll hear me jamming along with him a bit. I play a Beatles song on the ukulele and he picked it up straight away. Of course he could because he's he's used to walking into a studio. What you playing? Right, we'll have some of that and getting straight into it. And it is just a joy and what a thrill uh, doing this job and getting to talk to these people and getting to and not just you know spend 10 minutes with them sometimes you get 10 minutes with them and even that's a thrill but getting to sit in, in an, for an hour in a room with Chaz where there's a piano a uke he comes in and he saw my uke he says let's have a look at that and he's tuning it up he's going this has got a nice sound to it and he's you know he's playing it he, he made that sound better than it's ever sounded in the five six years that I've owned it you know um, and it was just a joy and I was just thinking as well back to that Marina Palo interview what a, and Stephen Page sat where you're sat mm-hmm. while we sat here just what a thrill that some of our favourite favourite people 
have performed, have done private concerts for us. You know, we got to sit in a cupboard and watch <laughs> the, the bare naked, naked ladies, ladies doing, a, doing a, a, a recording a TV session. We thought there'd be an audience there. We were the audience stood in a cupboard. That's about uh, the point at which I think my life started to get a bit surreal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. And we, uh, and I, 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 I hope, and the, the numbers yesterday and from the tweets that we've had today, I know that that fun is coming across. And that's what we want to do. That's why we're calling the show The Late Night Alternative. Because, you know, if you want all the depressive... And we, we you know, the depressive stuff, we talk about depression and mental health, and that is not the boat and at all you know if people want to phone in and say i'm struggling i want to kill myself we'll take those calls um uh, you know and if i feel like that I'll, I'll talk about it but um i mean the kind of depressive stuff in the worldview in terms of trump in terms of brexit in terms of um you know acid attacks in terms of all kinds of things this everywhere else you can go and find that you flick through your dial now if that's what you want if you you know you, th- th- somewhere someone some old dinosaur is going to be doing a phone-in because there's all this publicity about the England's women's football team. Someone somewhere will be doing a phone-in. Oh, it's not proper sport. Oh, it's not real. Fo- oh, it's it's um, PC agenda being rammed yeah, down. Out. And you can bet it'll be some fella who's not kicked a ball for some some time and would probably end up getting exactly. run if, ragged on. If, if you want to do that, I tell you what was really nice. When Bill Oddy came in, there was a, a, a women's team on. I don't know about sport, but he came in. And said, it was the Lionesses, wasn't it? It was, I think. And he came in and said, do you know what the result was? And I took him over and introduced him to Jason Cundy. I said, he'll know. And, he was ch- and I thought it was really, I thought it was a really interesting um, thing that he came in and was expressing an interest yeah. about that. And there's all these old farts out there. Well, I think it's, it's rubbish and it's PC gone. No, get stuffed. Get stuffed. I, I, I don't The like- thing is, right, it's really early days for that sport and yep. it's still growing. But uh, they are way fit. You know, they're proper, they're athletes. Yeah, yeah of course they are. Of course they are. I, mean, I, I don't like football played by men or women, but I I, I hate both of them equally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's no <laughs> there's no discrimination from me in that. I hate both of them. But I recognise <laughs> that all these people are prime <laughs> specimens, and I would not dare oh. sit on the side, you know, sit on a flipping sofa, telling them that they're not proper athletes. You wouldn't challenge them to a kick around, would you? Uh, Dom, stay there. We'll come to you in a minute. We're, we're carrying on the survey. Are uh, all of our callers drunk? I I don't think all of them are. I, I would say about seventy five percent of them are, mm. um, and I would say the other fifteen percent still working. On it, yeah. yeah the high on drugs. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Dom. Good evening, Dom. Good evening, boss. Um, right. Drunk or sober? I am off my tits on cake. Oh, kids. Oh, oh God. Me. All right, so we've got drunk, sober, or high. The accusation was my callers were drunk, sober, dr- drunk, sober, or high. It's one each so far. Uh, what have you got for us, Dom? Glad to represent. Uh, I'm looking forward to that chat, isn't it, dude? It's going to be a... Oh, mate, it's, it's such a good... I mean, the stories that poured out of this man, and he's such a nice man, such a lovely bloke, so it's going to be great. Monday, I think we're going to do it over two nights, Monday and Tuesday, probably around about half ten, eleven, something like that, I think might be a good time to play those out. Oh, fantastic. It reminded me of this podcast idea I had, which... Yes. Obviously couldn't do because I'm not famous, but I remember watch, uh, watching this video of Dennis Leary, the actor, yes. telling the truth about all his old films and the people he worked with, and I just thought, oh. a podcast of someone of your own sort of ilk, yes. interviewing Chaz and getting the, not the gossip, but the, the true stories about the past, I think it'd be really fascinating. What do you mean by the true stories about the past? Well, 
Not to start bad mouthing people. That's what you want. You want you want bad mouthing. No, I want the I want the I want the Beatles playing at a wedding that no one's heard of. You know, it's Eric Clapton's wedding, but yeah. only certain a number of people saw it. Yeah, yeah. Beatles reunited. Well, hang on, that, but that's what that's that's well, actually, that story didn't come out in the interview. That came out afterwards. But that's what this that's what this show is. We we get the stories that other broadcasters can't even imagine, or that's something like that. Her. That was good, though. Yeah, Bill Oddie, uh, Sonny Robinson, all these people have got fascinating stories. Like, they, they, they think, oh, I won't put it in, bother putting it in a book. Or I remember you interviewing someone who worked on, I can't remember now, but who worked in the studio, and it was like, um, oh, yeah, I produced that album, and uh, such a person did this. And it's like, well, why do you write a book about it? Like, well, who'd want to read it? I'm trying to find... Um, oh, I'm trying to... F- um... I know who you mean. Lou Adler, wasn't it? That's the one. Yes, yeah. yes, Lou Adler. Yes, 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 yes. It's yes. not nasty, though. It's just... You want, you want the dirt! The, the kind of... The, the good, clean dirt. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. Dirt is dirty. You're dirt okay. is dirty. Here, the, the, the best rock biography, right, in terms of dishing the dirt, is a book written by Lindsay Buckingham's girlfriend so during uh, the making of Rumours and Tusk. Right, what's her name? Caroline Davis. Harris. Harris. And it's Have called... we approached her? And she's yeah, a, yeah. She, uh, she accepted my Facebook request, but she's not got back. It's called Storms, My Life with Lindsay Buckingham. It and is. He talks about him getting coked up, him slapping... Um, uh, Stevie Nicks around him. She, she, he, she, he tells a story of him trying to strangle Stevie Nicks yeah. or something. It was, you know, a woman who found herself kind of in the middle of this most, the way she portrays it, and I think probably the way they portrayed it over the years, this most dysfunctional family where they all absolutely adore each other, but at times, you know, could literally strangle each other and she also tells do you remember that story where she's sitting in the room and he goes off for ages to supposedly talk to stevie and you know you're reading it thinking he's not talking to her <laughs> and she's sitting there waiting watching the clock it's it's an incredible book i don't know how much of it is uh you know her uh, embroidery but um it's certainly a page turner i'm just sorry i'm gone quiet because I'm, I'm just now googling eric clapton's wedding with the beatles right and it happens, and I've heard this story before, but not with Chaz's name in it. So to know that he was there is incredible. Here we go, listen to this. Uh, so 1979, uh, a select group of partygoers witnessed the closest thing to a live Beatles reunion when Paul McCartney, George Harrison and Ringo Starr reunited to jam at Eric Clapton's wedding reception at his English estate. Clapton had married Harrison's ex-wife, Patty Boyd, and set up an outdoor stage for a math- massive jam session which featured the three ex-beatles a reformed cream the rolling stones mick jagger and bill wyman elton john david bowie and many more now chaz's name isn't mentioned but this is where he was playing although the three former fabs also uh, this time marks the only time that the former beatles made music on stage in a somewhat professional manner among the many songs reported to have been performed that day were the beatles 1967 classic sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band and chaz was there playing with them flipping heck sweet lord dom i'm gonna cut you off now Oh, yes. There we go. Um, 344 is the uh, telephone number. Um, there's a story about an acrobat being a bad next-door neighbour, so they've invented a word, agrobat. Oh. That's a, that's a, that's the kind of thing we'd do, but we, I certainly wouldn't put it in a newspaper. Agrobat. An amateur 
Acrobat, the worst kind of acrobats I find. I tell you what I hate is in the summertime, and I'm so glad summer is over and it's autumn and nearly winter, is when you go into the park and there are um, people learning to tightrope walk by um, uh, suspending a bit of rope between two trees. Have you seen that? Yes. And also, it's not very high. If you're going to do it, you need you need the element of danger. Otherwise, it's not, not worth doing. Straight away. What do you want? Spikes? Tigers? Well, sure. Why not? Otherwise, what, what, if there's no danger, you can't learn to do it. You need to. You need the fear, the fear to learn. That's why my um, school was closed down. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a controversial <laughs> technique. Um, an amateur acrobat uh, has angered neighbours with plans to build a 33-foot-high trapeze rig in his garden. Oh, oh I'd, I'd love that. Can you imagine? I would love that. I would love that. I'd chuck that. Or as he's about to do a somersault, go, Oi, mate! What? Oh, yeah. oh. Falls and breaks his neck. <laughs> Ian Chadera's £15,000 aluminium frame. Is aluminium the same as aluminium? Well, one's correct and one is wrong. Okay. Would be 67 feet long and 20 feet wide with platforms either end. And here we go. Libtard, cuck, snowflake with a safety net. A home rig would be a UK first. A fair play. And Ian, 55, wants to start a trapeze club. (laughs) What happens at trapeze club stays at trapeze club. Where are you going? I'm off to Trapeze Club. Uh, Ian's... No, no, no. Roger's started one now. It's much better. <laughs> How was Trapeze Club today? Oh, up and down. Yay! Hey! hey! Come on, mate. Come on. <clears throat> uh, and perform shows. The IT worker... Try and find this fella, Chadera. Uh, it's Ian spelled incorrectly, and Chadera, C H O D E R A, um, in uh, Ebley in Gloucestershire. The IT worker says it is no more disruptive than barbecues or trampolines. Oh, it looks like it might have been on Ninja Warrior UK. Oh, yeah. But one family said people at barbecues arguably don't shout instructions across 20 metres for sevri- several hours every week. <laughs> be shouting instructions i've heard trapeze artists all they say is hop 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 strewed district council will consider the plans let's find this guy let's get him on the show and uh let's make it happen oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number this is the late night alternative with me ian lee her Catherine boyle only on talk radio late night conversation wealth losing sleep over the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk I found someone's, um, um, in the men's toilets, I found someone's, um, no, yeah, cannabis stash. It's not, um, it wasn't because I checked, Uh, but yeah, gosh, drugs, drugs on talk radio's premises. There must have been a guest. Must have, well, not Matt, it was before Matt came. Right. I found it and came in, I I thought it belonged to What's-His-Face, but it wasn't his. Gosh. Anyway, it's gone now. Um, I'm really Been hungry. handed into the police. That's it. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's, 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 it's um. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny, isn't it? The amount of times when we're out in the street now, you can smell people smoking Just weed. Walking down the street doing it. Yeah, it's the weirdest. At least I used to smoke weed a long time ago, and I, 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 I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I, you know, it, it was fun for a bit, and then it wasn't fun for a long time. Um, but the, and occasionally smoked it out 
on the street very occasionally, but it was constantly, so it was blowing downwind and it was, you make sure there was no one really around. It was a really rare thing and it was a terrifying thing and I hated it. Um, but it's all the time now. You just walk about and also you can smell it when people have got it in their pockets now. Yeah. It's very strange. When I was driving home yesterday, yeah. there was a guy driving very close to me. Yes. And I was looking in my rear view mirror and I'm sure he had a doobie on the go. Yeah. Oh well, he's driving. By the way, he was lighting. It, it sort of was blazing yeah. up at the end. I was thinking, flipping it. I'm not. I'm not fussed either way. About I don't want him drugs. driving near me. No, I, <laughs> I don't want. I, I part of me does think, you know, you know, if, if you want to do that thing, do that thing. You know, it didn't work out for me in the end. But if you want to do that, do that. But not, but not when you're walking down the street. You know, so I smelled it a couple of times at a kiddie's playground as well. Wow. Um, I'm sure that there, there, there was a there, yeah one of the playgrounds near us. There was someone having a little toke, and I and I I very very close to to going up to them saying that is out of order you should you know listen if you want to do that it's fine don't do it by a kiddies playground but then they then they went so i didn't but i was going to was but i don't really like people smoking normal cigarettes no, near kids to be honest no i don't i find that a little bit weird at the playground yeah i find that a little but, bit weird uh, but you know i also know what it's like to smoke and you kind of forget don't you you you, you just do your thing and you think because it's outdoors it'll all disperse but it does have a smell well don't worry guys because we all know that vaping is so much better for you and and, and, and can't hurt anybody else there's a story on page 29 of the daily mail how passive vaping could be damaging your health oh. what the hell sorry i love the drip 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 of the vaping stories coming out because i've always said from day one we don't know how bad vaping is for you you don't know remember when smoking first came out and it was sold as being good for your lungs Mm -hmm. you used to give it to soldiers yeah 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 and doctors were kind of bribed to 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 prescribe people to smoke facts because it would would clear your lungs out and 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 it took a long long time before people went um i I wonder if this this smoking and stuff i don't know this is actually bad for you. Long, long time. And there are people now, people now. Um, is it ash that are for smoking or is it forest? I'm always confused. It'd be ash, wouldn't it? Um, and um, who dispute the passive smoking science that is out there. They will dispute the fact that passive smoking has any ill effect on ash people. Ash is against. Ash is so against. Forest so forest is, is for. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry, Ash. It's, 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 ash is against. Forest is for. Um, and action on smoking in health. Thank you very much. My, my apologies. Of course, you're absolutely correct. Um, and, and they dispute, forests dispute the science on passive smoking. There's no actual evidence that passive smoking is bad. Well, well, yeah, there is. There's, not, even, if, even if there's no empirical evidence... It's obvious. Well, and so everyone, I fell out with a lot of vapors, and maybe I was a little bit, a bit harsh on them, but I, I seemed to get attacked by lots of vapors that w- would seem were sponsored by vaping companies, because I dare to say, well, we don't know how safe or how dangerous vaping is we simply don't know because it's so new and the tests haven't been done and drip 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 there's all these little stories every three months six months a story will come out which seems to chip away at the um argument that lots of people have that vaping is um is not bad for you so some people believe that vaping is not bad for you some people say that vaping is like 90 does five percent of the damage that smoking does we don't know any of this yet we don't know and i could be proved completely wrong you could be could be vaping might be good for you we don't know what we know it does do is keep you addicted yeah yeah it, it, 
the, the, so it probably keep you alive. Maybe keep you alive longer, and you can keep filling the the wrong pockets. People, people say, "What would you? Uh, what, would you what would you rather your kids did? I'd rather they did nothing. But if they were going to do, I'd rather they did nothing. Well, would you would, would you mind if they vape? Well, yeah, because they're, they're, it's an addiction. It's still an addiction. And and, and seeing people vaping in in restaurants and and, and outside shops and stuff, it normalises paying people to feed an addiction. That's what it normalises. Anyway. E-cigarettes emit toxic vapours which break safety guidelines when used indoors, research suggests. Non-vaping customers in pubs can be exposed to unhealthy levels of formaldehyde, which causes cancer, and acrolein, a toxin which irritates the eyes and skin. Hmm, that's interesting, because that's not what people have been saying to me. That is the finding of a study based on as few as three people an hour using the devices in a bar. The dangers of passive smoking led to the 2007 smoking ban, which I think is wrong. I think um, places should have the be able to make the decision. I, I think there should be pubs that you, in restaurants that you can smoke in if you want to. If the staff are happy to work there, um, I think there should be. I think people should be able to have that choice. I would choose not to go to those places. But I think that choice should be there. You're pulling a face to say uh, you disagree. I think that um, the fact that there are places where you can't smoke has helped a lot of people give up. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of places, Yeah. you know, going to the pub and having a drink, you, if you were trying to stop smoking and there's people smoking around, you made it very difficult. Um, I also think that there are some places where, you know, if, if you are at the point where you are working behind a bar you might not be able to afford to be choosy about where you work do you know what i mean and so maybe you're penalizing people for having low paid jobs well that's their problem well deal with it yeah there is uh the uh, there is no similar law for vaping banning uh, although some pub chains including jt jd weatherspoon have voluntarily banned electronic cigarettes last year the who the world health organization one day, please let it be Roger Daltrey, <laughs> called on Britain to consider a total ban in public spaces due to the risk from second-hand vapour. Researchers led by Berkeley University in California found toxic chemicals released into bars exceeded their state's guideline safety levels. And then there's that paragraph at the end, which we've, we got into trouble for saying this because people phoned up and disputed it. Go on. Before the 2007 smoking ban, passive smoking had been a serious problem. One famous victim was Roy Castle, a non-smoker who died of lung cancer after years playing the trumpet in smoke-filled pubs. Mm. And we said that on the Three Counties. And then someone phoned in and said, no, 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 he smoked cigars. And I don't, I can't remember if I researched that or not, but a lot of people said, so I don't know if that's an urban myth, yeah. that he smoked cigars um or 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 not fake news guys is this what is fake news i thought that the whole come on i thought that his his wife had been really active on the passive smoking thing because she was convinced that it was working in the clubs that had done it and you would think that if he had been an avid smoker of cigars to the level suggested by some people you don't know google google um we're going to lift like china we are going to temporarily lift the google ban in the studio google roy castle cigars all right let's see what comes up guys we're gonna get the evidence on this by the way oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand um oh I'm trying to find it. Come on. 
I'm just trying to Come find on. it from someone who's not just going... <laughs> I can produce two witnesses, both musicians who saw him smoking cigars. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, and then there's another one saying, it appears from the exchange that they cannot confirm Roy Castle was a cigar smoker. Because it's all, it's all people doing their own things. Oh, hang on a minute. Here we go. This is from the BBC. Anger over passive smoking claims. Uh, leading cancer experts and campaigners have accused the tobacco industry of distorting health figures to claim passive smoking oh. does not cause the disease. The widow of TV presenter Roy Castle, who died of lung cancer, yes. told the BBC she was surprised and confused by conclusions drawn by the industry from a World Health Organization study. Uh, uh, uh. Any mention of... Well, while you're looking for that, I'm going to talk about the Big Brother house being Her husband haunted. believed his cancer was caused from inha- inhaling cigarette smoke during a career spent... Does it say whether he smokes cigars or not? No. There we go. That, that's proof. Huh? Um, Big Brother house is haunted by Jade and David, says professional bullshitter Derek Okora. <laughs> the ghosts of Jade Goody... It really is the the worst lineup of celebrity Big Brother ever. I, I and I you know not it's not just sour grapes because I used to work on the show and they don't ask me anymore. It's a little bit of sour grapes. It's, no, it's not sour grapes. There's puzzlement as to why they don't even ask me on as a guest. But um, it is a really really poor lineup. It's it is. What, what is but they had to do it like a talent show. Yeah. So a couple of Sarah Harding and another girl sang. Um, the Paul Danan and the Barry thing was quite funny. They had to do a little bit of soap acting. It was, it was a bit embarrassing, but it was funny. Derek Akora did this weird thing, right, where he got... Um, um, Karthik. Karthik. Um, Mummy, I feel Karthik. Um, uh, to sit down at a table, and he said, right, we're going to put, pe- put tuppence on here, and I'm going to draw a circle around it, and a spirit is going to make it move. And then what he did, and you watch it, he did this. He put down a clipboard on there, said, right, we need to draw something. And he pushed the clipboard... To Carthic. So, and then later on, he went, oh, look, the money's moved. Yeah, because you, you pushed it. We saw it. And then he got... Carthic Car- got entered, didn't he? He got... Carthic got entered um, from... Uh, well, Derek Akura was behind him, and then Carthic was entered. And he drew a picture, and it was all... And he said... And he went, oh, look, you've drawn, you've drawn a head, and um, it's someone's birthday. It's someone's birthday in the house, isn't it? The, the, eight, the eighth month. And they went, yeah, it's that, it's that young lad. We, you know, we, we gave just, him a cake. We just sang happy birthday to him. Oh, I didn't, I don't remember that. But then you missed the other talents because you went over and I was thinking, please, Matt Haig, don't come up now because yeah. we're trying to make out that we're clever and now yeah, we yeah, read yeah, books. Yeah. Right, so two of the lads had to demonstrate their seduction skills, which involved them dry humping the other girls, yep. a couple of the girls. And then you saw the other like, one. Two girls stripped down to their pants and their talent was, one of them was blindfolded and the other one put bits of food, like Marmite, on her tits and stuff. <laughs> And then put it in the other girl's mouth, and the other girl had to work out what the food stuff was and what part of the body it was. Talent. That's a talent, is it? You are flipping heck. That's a talent. She put cream on her tongue, and the other girl put her tongue out, and she then she French kissed her and went, "Oh, it's cream, and oh, is it your tongue?" Oh, everyone's going, "Yeah," and they're just, but they're there in their pants. What is going on? Even by Big Brothers crappy standards that was spectacularly pony next stop snogging a grandma and drinking sick oh uh, that was done wasn't it and paul, then, uh... paul ross that was <laughs> was paul, paul ross was producing the words i know but that was about people who were so yeah. rubbish and they were desperate to be on telly now there's people who were famous for doing stuff like that but that was that, i'd love to talk to paul ross about working on the word and working on the telly and, and yeah. work, work, being a producer of those kind of shows in the 90s what 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 fun that must have been when you could walk in to a production studio on a friday morning and say right 
we're going to get someone to eat sick tonight, and, uh, and that night it's going out on the telly. Yeah. What fun! What fun he must have had. Uh, dear listener, another hour of this. Um, we're conducting a survey. Uh, pe- critics have said all of my callers are drunk. I don't think all of them. So far, a third are drunk, a third are sober, and a third are high. Which are you? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Dear listener, I've just remembered to set up Periscope so you can watch the show on the last hour. Periscope dot TV slash Ian Lee. Hello, Periscopers. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club, dedicated to. Thank you very much indeed. Marnie Coppola, 03444991000, the late night alternative on Talk Radio. My name is Ian Lee, that's Catherine Boyle. Sam is there. Monday show, the first hour of Monday show. And I've, I, I've, I don't understand. Do you get what I'm doing on, on the first hour of Monday show, the musical thing? Yeah. 
Can you explain it? Because I'm still getting tweets and emails from people who don't understand it. So, so maybe I'm explaining it wrong. So you explain what you think I want people to do, please, on Monday for the first hour. On Monday, if you want to talk to us, you got to do this. She's got it right if you're calling in. You gotta do a thing. That thing is sing. If you're calling in, you've gotta sing your call. The only spoken bits I will allow go like this. Well, Ian, it's like this. I was getting in my car just the other day when a man came up to me and said, I think you're gay. I said, stop there, man. What you talking about? I ain't never put a dick in my mouth. That kind of wow. stuff. So rapping is okay. Rapping is okay and we will allow you a short um, run-up like they're doing musicals. Okay, so, so you understand So you understand the concept. I've explained it well enough. Of course enough. I do because right. I live with two under 10-year-olds right. and basically our life is a musical. Okay, so... Why am I still getting emails and tweets from people saying, can I send you my music? Right. Because of the words radio and you saying... <sighs> but then, but then intelligent sing. people... Uh, some, I think it was Dom who called in earlier said, um, I'd like to sing on Monday, I'd like to sing I've Just Seen a Face by, by the Beatles. It's not, it's not radio, radio okay. Radio okay. That's Wednesday. <laughs> radio okay. It's not radio okay. It's it's a musical, so it's got to have a theme and a story, and it's your cause. You call in about anything. We'll go through the papers, but I'll sing. Go with... The Big Brother house is haunted by Jade and David Guest. That's, you know, it's that kind of... That's what we're Beautiful. doing. Exactly. For an hour. And it's going to be awful, and it's going to be cringeworthy, and it's going to be embarrassing, and there might be some really powerful moments in it of, of pathos and emotion, and it will be stupid, and, and that's what we're going to do. So that's it. I, I cannot. Don't ever think this. Guys, it, it, what, I'm, I mean, maybe the critics are right. Maybe they are all drunk. When I um, went into my daughter's bedroom the other day, I caught her singing to herself. Yeah. And she sings her emotions. You mm. know, she'll go, she was singing, um, you have to not laugh because it's serious. No, no, of course it's serious. She's proper, like, yeah. I'm all alone, no friends are here. And, they, and that's, I mean, oh. she's singing what was in her mind. Yeah. That, that's, and that is Monday evening, 10 till 11. It's just the first hour. The best example is, you know, what Bill does every time. Yes, yes. If Bill, if you're listening and um, if you can uh, put down that skinning up um, equipment, give, give us a, a call. Give us a call and phone in. If, any, if, if, if anybody wants to, to, to demonstrate what, what will be happening on Monday, 03... Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The first hour of the show on Monday will be a musical. Okay, that's it. But you're not. It's not like oh, can I can I sing Starlight to Heaven? Please, can I sing Starlight to Heaven? Well, there's it then. Okay. Sunday, September the third. Yeah, three p.m. Speakers Corner, Hyde Park. Tag. Oh, look, I look fat now at that angle. Look at that. That's that, and that's that's better. Um, Tag had it is happening uh, for an hour or so, three pm on the third of September, and I've now sold five tickets. That's five tickets for my performance art piece on Saturday, the twenty third of September, at the Big Green Bookshop in Wood Green. Oh, 
was it there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those, I yeah. like them there. Oh, yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be nice, because we've, uh, we've had them on, haven't yeah. we? Um, and I like, I like the vibe, and they offered me, um, the run of their shop, so it's, it's happening there. So that'll be lovely. It's a bookshop, um, so, uh, buy books as well. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's gonna be a really, it's gonna be an interesting piece, where we explore storytelling, our relationship with radio, and the darkness. And, um, it starts, uh, it's, I don't know, eight o'clock, and it'll be about an hour long, uh, and you bring a cushion, or a pillow or a rolled up jumper and you're going to sit lie on the floor you, you can stand if you want but the lights it will be a dark room the lights will be off and it will be dark the only illumination will come from the wireless that i will be uh tuning and detuning and um flicking through the dial and seeing what we get and we'll linger on some bits and we will move on just as it's about to get interesting we'll listen to static for a little bit and see where that takes us there'll be no speaking from me oh no 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 you guys if if you feel the need to if, if you feel moved to make a noise during the performance you're very welcome to but i'm going to be absolutely silent if you want tickets for that ticket source.co.uk slash ian dash lee and i will um, tweet that link out a little bit later on but apparently Derek Acora's got around his money somehow. So he's pretending the Big Brother house is haunted by Jade and David. Because that's what they do. That's where they'd go, isn't it? Yeah, they ghosts. would go and hang out with their families. No, they would go to the Big Brother house. The house where Jade had so many happy memories. Oh, oh hang on a minute. Yeah. No, she didn't. Oh, no, hang on. The ghosts of Jade Goody and David Guest have been summoned oh. to the diary room. No. <laughs> no, they haven't. But that's what they should have said. Have been summoned to the diary room no have been summoned to the celebrity big brother house by tv bullshiner Derek Acora. a mist and orbs were spotted well that's jade um let's go to page four and five to get more i i, I met jade goody we had an argument once um celebrity big brother psychic psychic um uh, has attracted the ghosts of dead housemates Jade Goody and David Guest. Shortly after the medium's arrival into the house, strange orbs and an unexplained mist were spotted floating around him. Gosh, this is amazing. It has led to speculation... By whom? That the spirits of ex-CBB stars Jade and David are trying to get in touch with him. CBBs? CBB. Oh, CBB. CBB. Sorry, CBB. BB and CBBs. So it says BB and CBBs, most famous contestant and former dental nurse, Jade, died of cancer back in 2009. Yeah. Um, and eccentric US music producer Michael Jackson's pal Guest died last year from a stroke three months after appearing on CBB. Clairvoyant Akura told TV host Emma Willis he would take his spirit guide Sam into the house. Hang on a second. It's almost like this entire story is made up. No one's actually said... So... so Akura's not even said it. No, it's led to speculation that the spirits of these people are trying to get in touch with him. Speculation in that paper, specifically. Sam, the Ethiopian ghost, is the one he says connects him with the dead. And I know, I, I, I think Akora has been to court, so boy oh boy, he's, um, he knows his stuff, but really, guys, 2017? Really? Um, Akora even admitted, I think the Big Brother house is haunted. 
Now it seems his predictions have come true after just a few hours in the house. Fans spotted the weird mist near him on launch night on Tuesday as he chatted with, chatted with co-stars Sandy Bogle from Boglebox and former EastEnder Sean Williamson. Unfortunately, there are no pictures of this um, uh, phantom mist uh, anywhere in this newspaper. Did you ever watch Most Haunted? No. Oh, God. Right. Twitter... When Twitter and Most Haunted met, it yeah. was it was a marriage made in heaven, right? Really? I used to watch it when I was younger and still kind of believed a little bit in it. Yeah. And I, I was spooked for the first series or so. Yeah. And then you realise there are certain tropes that keep recurring. Yeah. Like one particular person always has a spoon thrown at him and <laughs> all this stuff happens. And people started to get really jaded about it, and me included. The last Most Haunted Live I saw um, was when Twitter was in full swing. And if you looked at the um, if you looked at the hashtag of Most Haunted, it was hilarious, right? Yeah. It was all... Um, there were certain... Apparently there was this clock that they were kept talking about, oh, the clock's never worked, not since such and such a person died, oh, and it's Jesus. at the top of the stairs. And immediately the clock had its own Twitter feed saying, five minutes till I throw myself down the stairs, everyone. <laughs> and it was all this stuff going on, and it was just hilarious. It was people taking the mickey, and it was just delicious. It is the most... But it's, oh, it's a silly programme. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Well, this is what we're going to do. We are going to um, fi- we're going to find a proper haunted house that we can camp in overnight and we'll do it. Um, this, this will be my project tomorrow. I'm, I'm filming um, Sam's thing tomorrow. It's not Sam doing it. It's um, his programme on Russia Today. It's, it's that um, uh, Widdicom. Widdicom's hosting. Oh, is it? And we've been told no swearing. No swearing allowed in front of Widdy. Bollocks to that. <laughs> oh, three, four, four... Four nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Fans spotted the weird-looking mist near Acora on launch night on Tuesday as he chatted with co-stars Sandy Bogle from Boglebox and former EastEnder Sean Williamson. It then moved and hovered around former hooker Trisha Paytas. They who saw it? Fans. Fans. But no one took a picture. Twitter went into meltdown. Right, so it's... Uh, over this, this is the front page It's story. the most haunted lot. Twitter went into meltdown over the spooky site and commented, the house is possessed by the ghost of Jade and the place is haunted by David Guest, a most unwelcome guest. Do they know that Twitter's not a documentary? Akura uh, axed from TV show Most Haunted in 2005 after being branded a fake. Is fake? Fake? A fake? Fake, is keen to show he is no fraud. He said, I'm not bitter, you know, but when I did Most Haunted, it was genuine. Now, it's all Scooby-Doo. Oh. I'm an entertainer, is the way the spirit world told me to be, to keep people's attention. Last night, he was seen telling Apprentice star Karthik he could not call up ghosts, they had to come to him. But Akura has suffered some famous mishaps during attempts to chat to the dead. Mm-hmm. He fronted a, ski, a Sky TV programme in 2009 where he tried to speak with the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Yes, I saw it. Did you see it? Yes, it was brilliant. What was, was it an hour of him trying to talk to... It was an hour of him. And I think, if I remember in the right programme, it was him and about three Michael Jackson superfans in the dark... One super, Michael Jackson superfan was one who ended up on like um, Britain's Got Talent, and he was terrible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, nothing, nothing happened really. It was all wishful things. It says here, Mike, uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, the only message he got back from Jackson was, "Will someone say hello to Quincy Jones for me?" 
it ended up being voted worst TV programme. Now, dark takes a dark turn here. Oh, right, okay. It, it genuinely does. In 2012, he allegedly claimed to have information from the spirit world that Madeleine McCann was oh, dead, yeah. saying... I won't, do a, I won't do his voice now. I know her parents are convinced she's alive, and I'm really sorry, but the little one has been over in the spirit world for some time. I don't think she'll be there long before she reincarnates. Akura claimed to have been misquoted, but he apologised after an outcry. So it's, it's stuff like that is where it takes a very dark... Yeah. It's, fu- it's fun. We're talking to Michael Jackson. Oh, it's fun. But when, it, when, when people like that start sticking their nose into missing little girls, uh, that is when it... But you don't so... know whether he stuck his nose in or someone asked him about it. Either way, it's not... Well, someone says to me, where do, where, do, where do you, what do you think happened to Millie Dowler or, or Madeleine McCann? Do you know, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that. Can we keep this light? Please? Yeah. This is good, do. I know. For the family, you know, I pray that she's okay, but, uh, you know. And this is a problem I have with it. And, you know, I've had the, the experience of going to a, a medium yeah. before. And um, the people that went before me were from my husband's family. And I obviously am not. Uh, that would be illegal. Um, but they kind of use, they try to regenerate. Reuse regenerate. The, regenerate. The doctor. Regurgitate, I was going Thank for. you. She tried to regurgitate the information that <laughs> they'd clearly told her about this family member of theirs, as yes. if it was my gran as well, and it wasn't. And I just thought, ah, oh, really? Yeah. That's that's sneaky. And, you know, the, my family members, or his family members, went there because they wanted some sort of reassurance. Oh. What do you reckon, David? Mary loves dick. Mary loves dick. Okay. If you if you've just phoned up just to badmouth Derek Akora again, we we have Akora. had we sorry Akora. We have had um, letters from Derek Akora's um, legal team, which I'm probably going to have to pass on to you at some point. I think. Right. Well, um, should we just pretend that we're talking about my friend Donald instead? Donald Babora. Donald Babora. Yes. Donald Babora is a charlatan. Oh. <laughs> Donald Babora can, and excuse my French, suck a fat one. Oh, <laughs> Strong words. Strong words. Right, let me just get this straight. I, I don't think Donald Babora <laughs> is, is lying. I, I think Donald, Donald Babora... Knows he's he's actually quite good at what he does. Yes, but it's it's his arrogance. All right. Yep. 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 And it's his hairstyle. Oh, looks like a Mister Whippy. Um, gone wrong. Um, I'm seeing. I've tr- I've tried to um a Mister Whippy. It's not. I've tried to um um type in because lots of people are saying Derek Akura once spoke to the ghost of an alien. Is that possible, David? Well, I, I personally don't believe in uh, aliens. You don't think you don't. aliens have ghosts? Well, I don't believe in aliens. But you believe in ghosts? Well, of course. Mm. Right. But do ghosts... Do, do aliens have ghosts? Well, I don't believe in aliens. Can we go through a list of things that you do believe in? I just wanted to check, just for my own... I just want to calibrate myself. Go on, Kathleen. Do you believe in um, vampires? Is this, are you ending up, are you going to say, do you believe in life after love? Because I've had that one plenty of times. No, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not serious, taking it on, I'm not going on a share tip. serious, serious I just want to check. Please. Vampires, right. yes or no? No. Werewolves. 
No. Demons. Negative. Hang right. on, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Do you, do you mean demonic souls? Yes. Yes. Um, Frankenstein's monster? No. Gargoyles that come to life? No. The Invisible Man? I wish Donald Barbaro was the Invisible Man. Hey, I've got some... Leprechauns? Hey. No. Pix- Pixies, fairy folk? Then... then I think I think you, you dragging my name into the into the dust here. Jack the Ripper travelling through time. No, okay. I don't. I don't believe in time travel. Sorry, I've got some good news. Yes, on the eleventh of August, I'm coming to London. So if, if you want a coffee, thanks very much for calling. Let's go to um, Leicester. Good evening, Leicester. Hello, folks. Hey. Uh, I was I was going to whinge about Derek Carr as well, but no, I'll I'll, I'll leave the fraud alone myself. Yeah, I mean, listen, I we, we, I need to check out the legal. St- he did go to court, didn't he? Mm. Didn't he about about something? Let we me check to, out. Let me check out. We the have legals. to tread carefully. He can't, I don't know. He can't won because he'd have to prove that he was legit. No, in I, court. No, I, how, how could he do? How would he do that? Well, this is have, did listen. Did he have a seance in court or something? Yes, he, he, maybe he did. Let's let let's. Tr- I tell you what we're going to do, right? With that direct court, we're going to tread carefully um, until we found out it was a driving thing. He's a fake driver. The, the guy's a fraud. Right, <laughs> no, right, right. Well, hang on. Let's again. Well, again, here's the weird thing, Lester. We still have to be slightly careful. We can't bow my. I thought he'd gone to court because someone had called him a fraud, and he and he. How could you possibly? What about? All right. What about Psychic Sally? She went to court. Well, she got busted, didn't she? No, maybe not. We'll find out. <laughs> hang on. I'm treading a very fine, legal, ghostly. Type. Um, it's not you doing it. it. It's not you doing it. It's me. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't matter. If you, here's the thing, and boy, oh boy, we've had the legal training enough. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you libel someone, and it's libel, not slander, guys. If you libel someone, um, you're and, and I don't correct it. You're responsible. I'm responsible as presenter. Kath's responsible as the producer, and Talk Radio is responsible as the publisher of the libel. And do you know what? They probably come after uh, me and Talk Radio. All right, then, I'll rephrase it. According to the theatre staff, it was alleged that she... No, we, I don't... Here's the thing, I don't even know... I think that the occult... That, that occultism... Um, that, that say, say, what, seances, what mm. are they called? What word am I yeah, trying to do? That's, that's, same thing, isn't it? I, I think it's Medi- all... Mediums. Mediums. I, 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 I'm sceptical. Let's, uh... Well, let's, well, let's face it, Sally's a large, isn't she? All right, here, here we go. Psychic Sally. Here, here we go. go. Hang on a minute. Well, let's just find out... Uh, 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 yes, let me get some... Um, let me get some legal music. She... Here we go. Right. Uh, oh, hang on. I'm playing the legal This music. article is the subject of a complaint made by agents acting on behalf of Sally Morgan Enterprises. Uh-oh. Uh, it's talking about whether you could sue someone. Hang on, let me just find out what happened. OK, we'll stop the legal music. Um, uh, are you watching Big Brother, Lester? I haven't got a telly, is it? Have you not? No. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Here we go. It's, no, it's no, it's no kind of highfalutin reason why not. I uh, just. How long ago? How long you not had a telly for? Oh, two and a half years, just over. What What happened? Did it break or something? You just didn't get a new one. No, I moved into a houseboat, and oh. it can't. It, it, it would I sink. I never got round to buying a kind of telly that you can plug in. It would sink under the weight boat. of a television. Yeah, of course it would. I hadn't thought of that before. Um, wh- why a houseboat, man? 
I'd just had enough at Rat Race. I'd, I'd, save, I'd saved enough for a deposit on an house. And I just thought, actually, why sod this? Why not? But you can't, you can't sail it, can you? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Where do you go? I'm, I'm slowly making my way all around, around all over the place. Flipping it. But canals, though? Yeah, yeah. Canals, well, canals and rivers. Okay. Well, good for you. Catherine's got the, let's get the legal music right, up again. The Daily Mail's apologised and agreed to pay £125,000 in libel damages to TV psychic. It falsely accused yep. of using a hidden earpiece of scammer theatre. Oh, in that case, everything the psychic Sally does is absolutely legit and above board, and she can really speak with the dead. I'm, and I'm more than happy. I'm more than well, happy don't have to, to say go that, that far. We're just saying that she didn't do that. All right then. Well, um, you, you, Kath, you dance with the devil if you want. I'm more than happy to um, raise a glass to psychic Sally and say, "Long may you continue to speak to the dead people, bringing comfort to many, many millions around the." country there we go <laughs> but the thing well, is you can't say that either that. we wouldn't be able to do something like that on this show because we'd have to say it was for entertainment purposes only and oh, they Struth. do on those shows as well oh, on, on the television Ruth, mm-hmm. it's a legal minefield why are we even talking about this we've got to put it at the bottom of the posters because it's, it's otherwise it's classed as a scam oh god right okay anyway. let's i'll tell you what thank you let's um we, jo- we dodged the a fun sil- is over. The we ghostly fun is over. Dodged a silver bullet there, guys. Um, on that bombshell, let's take a break. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give me a call. Your more than welcome to. I, I forgot to ask those last two callers whether they were drunk, uh, sober, or high. I'm going to say they were. I'm, I'm going to say they were probably both drunk. So that's three drunks, one sober, and one druggy. So far, so far this time. But but already, already we've proved the critics wrong who think all of my callers are drunkards. All I, I can guarantee the, the the hosts are sober. We're sober. We we have to do. Um, a breathalyzer before I'm not allowed to drive the studio whilst drunk. It, we have to do a breathalyzer before each show. It's a contractual obligation. Um, and uh, so far, only uh, three fifths of my callers have been um, rolling drunk. Yes, yeah. exactly. Rolling. The rest are absolutely fine. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. The Daily Star as well seems um, surprised that um, acid attacks are, are, are very popular at the moment. They seem to be the thing that that that, uh, that grabs headlines. Um, is it? I don't know how many acid attacks there have been, and I wonder if it's one of those things. There've been a couple recently, but I wonder if it's one of those things that um, that, that, that papers hone in on so we all think there are significantly more acid attacks than there were 12 months five years ago um but maybe there's not well according to sky news here we go there have been 400 acid attacks in six months leading up to april sweet lord jesus so doctors have actually issued advice 20 liters of water get the yeah yeah, thing get get the clothes off and pour 20 liters of water on them at least for 10 minutes um well how many last year because um, we need it, we need it, the, the, the comparison. Uh, twenty seventeen seen a big increase in acid attacks in the UK relative to twenty sixteen. The medics said, "Give me the comparisons." Uh, I need the comparisons. It's not giving any. Fans. I need a comparison. Um, well, the the um, the star is surprised that you can buy acid. 
But it's just, but bleach is acid. Bleach. And, um, drain cleaner. That's acid. You, of course you can buy that. I mean, you, you know knife crime. <laughs> Guess what? You can walk into a shop and buy knives. I mean, I don't understand... Where the surprise is. It's not like the, you know, supermarket is selling great big black bottles with, you know, um, skull and crossbones on, like in cartoons. It's everyday household products. We buy three litres of killer acid in 20 minutes. Um, and then they've got pictures of these stores, two cash and carry stores. Deadly acid is so freely available in stores, we were able to buy three litres in 20 minutes. But this is the, I mean, I see what they're doing, but. Not one shopkeeper asked our undercover reporter why we wanted it, despite a series of acid attacks in the area in recent weeks. Well, it's not the... I mean, they pick, look, they picked these tiny little cash and carries and corner shops, right? It's not, it's not their job to... It's not their job to police it and say, excuse me, yeah, why are you... Um, you, you're, gonna, you're not going to chuck this in someone's face, are you? It's, it's drain cleaner. Yeah, exactly. Which you can buy in a shop, legally. It was all purchased in shops along High Street North in Newham. Hazardous industrial cleaners with a 91% sulfuric acid content were available for less than a fiver. Um, Newham teacher Dimitri Brown, 24, refused to believe the acid could be purchased in stores until our reporter showed him the bottles. Well, oh, well if Dimitri doesn't believe it. Newham teacher Dimitri Brown, 24, is um, unless he's been a victim of one of these attacks, um, is a knob. Because, uh, of course... Also, why did they pick on him? He said, it should be restricted. That's terrible. People shouldn't be able to buy above a certain percentage of sulfuric acid. Yeah, right, and you shouldn't be able to buy a knife above a certain sharpness. Stupid. You need to tell people, and we as a community should all be aware of what's going on. It's not illegal to carry the acid, and there is no age restriction on the purchase. Carer Samantha Williams, 40, said... Oh, they just voxed people. Yeah, they have, yeah. It's so scary. We need to put it behind the counter. It's everywhere. More than 1,800 attacks involving corrosive fluid have been reported since 2010. Um, I mean, it's, all, it's awful. It's horrible. That it happens. But, um, um, but you, you, the fact you can buy drain cleaner is not, it's not a story. And then voxing people going, oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's not a story. You can buy knives. Guess what, guys? You can go and buy guns. Hey, 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 hey. Aaron! Hi, Ian. I'm feeling a bit low. I'm lying here in the dark in Zagreb, and I'm a bit low, probably because I'm coming back tomorrow to Blighty, not in a nighty. And I know that one should talk about things that make one feel a bit low and get them out and therefore I phoned in and by the way I'm not drunk or high <laughs> and I'm sober but tomorrow I fly back to Blighty so I thought I'd even up the score against the pisses and the stoners <laughs> and phone you. And by the way, I've not got a boner, even though it's one in the morning over here. And I feel much better. No. So that is what the first hour of Monday... <laughs> 
want to hear that musical. <laughs> he had a good voice. Yeah. He had a good voice. There was a slight Elvis vibe to it. I yeah. like that. And that is the first hour of Monday's show. I, 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 I'm not even sure if we can do it for a full hour. We'll give it a good go. I am quite prepared for it, the wheels to come off it about 20 minutes into it. Are we going to have a backing track? Just to give people some sort well, of guideline. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We might have a backing track for us, but here's, there's a very sta- strange quirk in phone-in radio technology. Uh, yeah. If I play a song on my computer, the callers will be about a quarter of a second behind it. So they'll be out of sync. So it could be a little bit awful. But saying that, we might need music to, to, to drown out the um, lack of... Um, uh, that was, uh, By the way, he's back for an encore, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron is back. Well done, Aaron. Well done, Aaron. Marvellous right, performance. Marvellous performance. Roses. Thank you. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, just... Uh, <sighs> Give people an idea of what you want. I'm yeah, glad you wonder. got it for crying out loud. Thank you. You know, I I think uh, I think actually what would be because I'm watching the football, but what would be a really good thing is the next World Cup. You could get Derek Acora on with dead football pundits, the ghost of football pundits, yes. and he could sing out what they thought of the match. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That we need more singing. Mm. You watch old-fashioned musicals, and I know every few years Hollywood makes a musical. I don't. Oh, I don't include La La, 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 La Land because that wasn't a musical. It was miserable. But um, yeah. um, there's um, um, anyway. There's some Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but uh, I, I, we should have more moments where people just burst into spontaneous song, and an orchestra swells behind them, and uh, everybody's everybody's spirits will be listed. I think, I think there should be. I I think there should be National Opera Day oh, where mate. everybody has to sing. Yeah, I'd you be know, up for that. Prime Minister's Question Time singing. Yeah, I'd be up know? for that. I think it'd be very cathartic. Yes. Well, yeah. Aaron, um, uh, um, so you're coming home tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're feeling a bit low, but the uh, post-holiday yeah, blues. Yeah, you know, I don't... I, yeah, 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 I suppose so. Mm. Um, yeah, I t- you know, sometimes when you just... You don't know why, but sometimes you just feel oh, yeah. drained and a bit low. And uh, I was just listening to the uh, to your show, and I thought, you know what, should really get get this yes. off my chest. Yes. And uh, and so I thought I'll do it by singing. And when I heard that there were, th- uh, it was three one to the pissheads. Yep. I thought, you know. Well, that means this means now that half our callers are drunk, and this really does go against the critics that said all of my callers were drunk. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know how to yeah. to, how to, how to, to, to take that. Mm. I mean, we need to get up to well, 129 to really get the stats, cooked, you know, SH1T hot. But um, yeah. so far, it's it's 50% are drunk. Uh, uh, two two. Six, two sixths, one third are no. Yeah. Two sixths, two thirds, one third. No, two thirds. It can't be one third. Two, three, two thirds. No. Two, two, th- one third. It's three, two, one. That's it. Yeah. Three, three were drunk. Two, two sober. It's three, two, one. That's three, two. So one. it's half, half are drunk. Two are sober. Uh, and one is stoned. So half are drunk, and then two out of six, one third is... Catherine uh, is impressed, Aaron. 
Not of your maths, but because uh, the I'm fact... impressed by your maths and the fact that you the, managed to end no, the conundrum for us. She's impressed. Painful. She's impressed by the fact I can do the three, two, one. Yeah, Ted Rogers. Yeah, I can what, do it. It's t- Dusty Dusty Bin. <laughs> You're just Get doing that. I'm not just doing that. I'm doing three, two, one. I'm doing it. You do. Yeah. I'm doing it. What people on Periscope are watching me go three, two, one. I'm doing three, it. Two, one. I'm doing it. Are you doing it, Aaron? Dusty Bin. Are you doing it's it? It's Aaron, not Aaron. I, I, Aaron. I did. Do, yeah, Aaron. 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 Yeah, a G one. Aaron a G-string. Never heard that one. All right, mate. Right. Well, that's if you're going to be rude, you can go. Uh, I'm glad you feel miserable. (laughs) Uh, Oh, it's time for a break. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Great story yesterday. Great story. Um, and the timing of it was perfect. The boss. Of BBC London. You saw that story? Yeah, I did. Dave Roby, a bloke who... Um, I, I did some shifts at BBC London. Um, he offered me a job there to replace um, uh, Duncan Barks, but I don't think Duncan knew about it. And uh, I, I didn't do it. Um, and um, um, the, the last time I was there, I f- was filling in for Robert Elms, and it was, it, was, it was... I thought I did a good job, and the only feedback I got was, yeah, don't say Fartsville. Very rude. Uh, anyway, he sent an email out. Um, that was not meant for everybody's eyes, but was a, like an, a round robin. Everyone got it at BBC London, um, criticising um, radio host Vanessa. I've got a, I've got a, a lot of time for Vanessa. But she's always been absolutely delightful to me. I think she's really sharp. I think she's very funny. I think she's very intelligent. Not necessarily the person I would necessarily choose to listen to myself personally, but when I've been in her company, she's always been delightful, and I think she's good at what she does. It's it's not a thing that appeals to me that much, but she's really, really good at it, and there is a big audience for that. And he sent out this email saying that... um, It It was an appraisal, wasn't it? It was just like an It was an Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an appraisal saying that, um, uh, that, that, that it was hard to get her to focus and they wanted the interviews to be a bit tighter and that it wasn't quite the feel for breakfast she's got the highest the listing figures you know radio figures came out yesterday she's got the highest figures for the breakfast slot on bbc london that it's ever had and it just says to me it's that thing particularly within bbc local radio but in other aspects of radio of people who've never made radio shows sticking their beak in instead of trusting the people that have done radio for years and years and years instead of trusting them to get on and do their job and it's typical of that Earlier this week, it was revealed her boss thought she lacked personality. How do you say that about Vanessa Feltz? She's got... If you said she's got too much personality... Her right. runneth over. Yeah, I know exactly. But Vanessa Feltz has got her own back in the best possible way. This is a, this is a really nice story, actually. After pulling in record audiences for her BBC local radio breakfast show, the Rajar audience figures revealing her show has broken the 300,000 listener mark for the first time came in the same week a critical memo about her was leaked. In the email, accidentally sent to staff, Radio London editor. Radio London, it's not called... Is it... Although they... Did they change it back to Radio London? I don't know. I know he tried to recall it and said, everyone, can you all delete it? Of course, the first thing you can do is read it. Delete it and don't read it. Okay, mate. Um, Editor David Roby said, Miss Felt's presenting style was said to lack personality and a performance review claimed it was a constant battle to get the broadcaster to achieve the pace of a breakfast show. The suits, man, the suits don't always know what is right. She's very pacey as a broadcaster. She's... 
she speaks very quickly and she's very brisk. What what do they want? I know for a fact as well that uh, I, this is certainly true a few years ago. LBC were were um, throwing money at her feet to try and get her to go over there. The blunder was particularly embarrassing for the BBC as it was revealed last week she is its second highest paid woman on a salary of up to £399,000 because she's a Jew, according to that. that Crazy. That was the most incredible thing. Was it the Irish Times it was in? It wasn't... It, it, it was It was a, a branch of the Times. It was a column written by this guy... Myers. Uh, uh, Myers, saying that her and Claudia Winkleman were earning so much because they were Jews. Because I read it and I, I I saw it being tweeted and I thought oh it's on from like Breitbart or it's one of those right wing it it was what it was I think it was the Irish Times, Times on yeah. Sunday there was a chap called Kevin Myers who apparently is very well known in Ireland for being you know outspoken it's one way of putting it but if Vanessa Phelps and Claudia Winkleman um, are being paid so much because they're Jews who are not known for underselling themselves it was something like that I'm I paraphrasing mean, it slightly outrageous. Uh, you're not paraphrasing it that much. It was it was kind of pretty close, wasn't it? Incredible. And suggesting the other women aren't getting paid because they're um, stupid for hiring the wrong. Um... Incre- you want Jewish agents? Yeah, outrageous. Honestly, I, it, 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 incredible, incredible. Uh, uh, not surprisingly. The 55-year-old admitted she was distressed by the gaffe, but delighted to have been vindicated by boosted ratings. She's, uh, uh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? The bosses will still try and change her. That despite the fact she's got through that 300,000 uh, listener mark... Well, they've got to fill that form in. They, 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 they will still try and, and, and change her because the, 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 the number of listeners isn't that important to them because to commercial radio it's important because you've got more listeners we can go to advertisers and say well look you know 60,000 people on the Ian Lee show will hear your advert and BBC they get the money either way this is the thing I've had to it took me nine months when I was at the BBC to get shown my listener figures why do you want to see those don't don't go around telling them to everyone else. We oh, yeah, because you make them feel bad. Make other people feel bad. <laughs> she added, they're the best Ray Jars we've had in the history of the station, so obviously I'm delighted. It's a bit of two... Uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a two fingers up. And I can't pretend it's been a nice few days, but I hope this marks the end of the nasty, very distressing period of time of negativity, which we now know was ill-founded. This job is my passion, my life and my pleasure, yet it felt absolutely bizarre to read in the papers in the morning that I'm presenting a failing show. Yesterday, she revealed a contrite Mr. Roby had contacted her to apologise for the leaked email, which Miss Felt said she had not taken personally. Good for her. I think that's such a good story. And it's, it, it, it really, really illustrates, particularly in BBC, but also in other areas of radio. And we're kind of lucky. We, we, our boss literally lets us get on and do what we want. The only note we've had since we started on March the 21st last year was when we had lunch with him about a month ago. He said, you could maybe do a bit more from the newspapers. That was it. That was it. And we kind of did the bit from the newspapers anyway. But I'm, I, if, if that's the only note, boy, oh boy. And it, it, it appears that it's paying off as, as thanks to the figures yesterday. But this is great. This just sums up that kind of um, that, that management thing of we got to meddle. It's got to follow this formula. You've got someone, you've got Vanessa Phelps, who is a big personality and is a brilliant broadcaster. Let her do the, the Vanessa is, Phelps act. She's really, in a way, she's she came to them as a fully formed yep. presenter. Yep. She'd already done other things elsewhere and they still speak to her like that. Yep. Where I think that there is a difficulty is when they're bringing through younger talent 
relevant. And this criticism comes at an early stage and yep. it can really knock the wind out oh, of someone's yeah, of sails. Yeah. I remember when I first started out as a presenter, I was told, don't tell the listener how you're feeling, they don't care. Yeah. All this stuff that actually gets in the way of you being yourself on the radio. So you, what you end up with is a load of people who are trained up by people who've never been on the radio. Yep. You know, just them and the microphone. But they're trained up and, and, and kind of um, made to... Knock all the edges off. Knock all the personality off. This is the danger. I'm, I'm sure there are some success stories that have come through um, BBC Local Radio. I think, well, I think Dermot O'Leary did when he got onto. Yes. Um, he kept, went from BBC Essex, didn't he, and got onto T4. Yeah. He was great. Um, but you're kind of made into well, kind of luxury newsreaders. So yeah. just read that out. Don't don't inject any of yourself into no it. No personality, guys. No personality. Because no one wants to know you. Um. G oh three four 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 nine arm a thousand by the way is the phone number. Gene Simmons is sending fans utterly wild with his new beefed up look. Have you seen this? Yes. A calf with an uncanny resemblance to the Kiss frontman was born in Texas on Friday, sending the star's followers into a spin. Hill Country Visitor, a tourism agency, shared the image on Facebook, joking that Simmons could be the father. God. Milking the attention. The agency asked the singer, where were you on or about November the 25th, 2016? Simmons himself was delighted, tweeting, this is real, folks. I've got a lot of time for Kiss. I think they're wonderfully stupid, and their first few albums are are, are, are joyous, nonsense rock and roll. Um, uh, I mean, Gene Simmons, I think, is a horrible, lecherous old perv, uh, having seen him in action. But, but, but... Um, but there were so many rumours about Kiss in the 70s, because no one... it It was a brilliant... It's hard to think now, but it was a brilliant gimmick to cover your face in paint so no one knew, knew what you looked like no one knew who they were no one knew what they looked like and it's meant they've had interchangeable band members Me- it, over it, the years? it means that and also it means you know it, simmons has got to be over 65 but it means they and they wear wigs now and stuff but it means they still look like they did when mm. they were 30 you know yeah. a little bit bigger a little bit larger around the waist but they still look the same age and it, it, it's it, it's an absolute genius thing but one of the rumours that went round, because Simmons, of course, is famous for sticking his tongue out and having a really long tongue. And one of the rumours was that he had a cow's tongue. He'd had his tongue removed and had had a cow's tongue surgically implanted. I, I want, it, it, could you do a tongue transplant? Where does the tongue go? Here we go. It's a question. It's really long. It goes right yeah. into your... Where does it go? Where, 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 is the, where is the base of the tongue? What is it connected to? That is a, that is a great question. Mm. And we, we won't get the answer tonight, guys. We've only got four minutes of the show. Cass trying to follow her tongue I down. Uh, t- tomorrow's show, remind me, tomorrow night, Friday evening, um, we the whole show will be dedicated to the tongue as we try and find the source of the tongue. It can't I think, go. I think into... your Adam's apple is the knot that stops it from bobbing up and you down. You don't so have much. an Adam's apple. Well, I've got a tiny one. No, women don't have an Adam's well, apple. Well, you do, but it's just not as pronounced as a man's. What is that made out of? Gristle. Like so where knuckle, does the tongue... It's like a knuckle. Does the tongue? <laughs> does the tongue go to my balls? Am I tonguing my balls? No, you'd never get any work done. I could be tonguing the inside of my balls. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I can feel something. If you stick your tongue really far out, does it hoik them up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Might do. I can feel... Tomorrow's show, it's going to be... Can you get me a tongue expert on tomorrow? 
Um, a tongue doctor. Dr. Tongue. Can you see if you can find something? Right, here's what we want tomorrow. This is what we want to, on tomorrow's show, Catherine. And this is genuine, right? I want a tongue doctor. I want a man called Dr. Tongue. Um, I want um, a, a chief of a tribe call, uh, uh, called Tunga. And um, I want someone called Steve Lips. Those people, if you can get... It is genuine. I don't hear you typing, but I genuinely want all of those people because I think that would be I'm the best show. I'm feeling a sickie coming on. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hey, Ian. Uh, about an hour ago, you were saying... Um, talking about vaping, right? Yes. Yeah. Has it ever occurred to you that vaping compared to cigarette smells actually quite nice? Sorry? That vaping compared to cigarettes actually smells nice. Um, all these, like, well, that wasn't that wasn't the. That, I quite like the smell of a bit of Golden Virginia. <laughs> well, Golden Virginia, uh, I think it's a revolting. Well, you that's your that's your right. opinion. But we, we weren't talking yeah. about whether vaping smelt nice or not. We're, we're we're trying to destroy this myth that vaping isn't harmful to you or others. Oh, I agree because like. You can get, like, uh, even nicotine-free versions and everything of that. Have you seen them? Yeah, but it, it's not just the nicotine that's harmful. Okay, what is it then? Well, y- you heard me talking about it an hour ago when I read the article. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just thought I'd just point it out there that, you know, it's not just, like, about the health effects. I thought, you know, like, huh? that you find that... Revolting, even? What What do I find revolting? Callers who don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I find that revolting. I, I find that unforgivable, caller. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I wanted. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks very much indeed. I mean, this really is turning into a proper late-night phone-in show now. This is the best slot on radio, man. I love it. And we're saying this to Matt. Um, I think we were off air when we were talking to Matt about it. I love it. I love it. I love the fact. And we're really starting to get them now. now since we've had those adverts in the sun and since we've kind of up met Kath and I have upped our game a bit, we're really starting to get callers like that and the um, the uh, guy ele- electrical thoughts. You can't see electricity. You can't see thoughts. He sent me his email address. I'm never going to use it. Um, but I, I, we're starting to get random calls. This is like turning into a, a, a late night phone in from the 90s. And I am very very happy uh, that we're heading in that direction. He made a strong point, though, didn't he? Um, Does smell nice. Dear listener, that's it. We're done for another night. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. There are podcasts aplenty. You can download the best of this. If you go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider um, and type in Ian Lee, Talk Radio, uh, you can also listen to the whole show Again, you'll go to talkradio.co.uk, go to uh, the, the diary kind of section. It's a bit, it's a little bit fiddly, but it works. Maybe I'll post another video tomorrow if I can remember um, to do that. But you can listen to the whole show if you go on the calendar and click on the show. And uh, as well as this, there is also a rabbit hole show that Catherine and I co-host together. It's the last ma- uh, Newcastle one went up today and Manchester is going up next week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for watching. Until tonight at 10, ta-ta.